The opinions expressed in this podcast are not representative of the opinions of anyone else, but they totally should be, because they are right. If you're a kid, make sure to check with your parents before you listen, will you please? We don't need any more angry emails, okay? Those are a real bummer. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to 30 Lives. My name is Cody Clements. I'm Tom Meadows. I'm Alex Helfen. I'm Ryan Baker. I'm Nick Cunningham. And I'm Charles Elmer Doolin, the manager of a Highland Park confectionery in San Antonio, Texas. I purchased a corn chip recipe in 1932 and founded the Frito Lake the Corporation. Joke about pulling life support and then, again. Yeah, I'm going to need you to pull. And then I invented the Cheeto. Remember to say his name this time. In 1959, I, I died. Then okay. Okay. What? Well, I, I guess we're honored to have you here then. No, no problem. No, we're not. We couldn't be less honored. Could we be dishonored? Uh, Perhaps. Uh, we are also dishonored. Okay, there we go. You could uh, say that we are dishonored. Uh, have, my name is Chris Romlin. You have dishonored I, me greatly. I just I, I found a Wikipedia article for a guy. Okay. Is that for what some that reason? Was? For oh, some really? reason, the inventor of the oh, Cheeto boy. came to mind. Parting, parting the, not sure why. Parting the kimono on the secret behind the I Chris Fromlet joke uh, intro. I found, I found a Wikipedia article, guys. <laughs> I, just, uh, I hit random on Wikipedia until this thing about Cheetos <laughs> came up. <laughs> How about we part the kimono on the secret instead? <laughs> How about Good we guy. part the kimono? Well, okay. On these just. Full stop. Just part the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, just um, part the kimono. Let's go. Well, right here's now. the thing, though. Under my kimono, another kimono on in reverse. Oh, it's mm. like Santa's clothes. It's like trying to pee with a romper on. It just doesn't work. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> not with that attitude. Awkward experience. <laughs> uh, anyway, sounds fine to me. Anyway, uh, we are here at the end of 2016. We return to you, like no, nope. nope, nope. Okay. Nope. Chill ass homies. Nope. Like chill ass homies like, emerging from the streets. <laughs> I don't know that you could have chosen an inflection for that <laughs> that would have been further away. <laughs> and here and here and here we is to bring you the latest and greatest in video games. Yeah. Um we do it. We do it. So as with the end of every year that we've that we've been doing this dumb show, uh we revisit the games. And we usually yell at each other for a couple hours, and then at the end we arbitrarily decide what game is the best. It's true. <laughs> it is it's sometimes less arbitrary than others. I mean... Sometimes, the, sometimes it's extremely vengeful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, I would say this game of the year because it pisses everyone off the most. <laughs> the, I would yeah. say, I, yeah, I would say absolutely more often than it is uh, based on some sort of uh, sensical approach, it is absolutely... Vengeance. It's a vengeance-based uh, game of the year. Or coin flip. Perhaps, perhaps the only one in the industry, actually. Yeah. A vengeance-based game of the year. Yeah. yeah. I'm just excited to hear that we're part of the industry. <laughs> <laughs> what was our, uh, what was our first game of the, of the night? night? Tearaway. Tearaway. I mean, it was Tearaway. Yeah. It was up against what was the second? A Link Between Worlds, you stupid bastards. You stupid, stupid bastards. I believe that was Ryan's fault. Yeah, yeah it was. It sure it was. Super was. Yeah, I mean, Tearaway was I mean, real to be good, fair, though. I had played Tearaway and not Link Between Worlds at the time. That You know what? That is mostly fair. 
So like I, <laughs> you're still all stupid <laughs> bastards. Um, but we decided to take it in a different direction this year. We did to, to for you, our dear <laughs> listeners, oh, to perhaps have else. a chance of being entertained instead of just listening to a bunch of people bicker for like two hours. Uh, no, I, but, I wouldn't make you, I wouldn't make those kind of promises yeah. this early in the show, there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, we st- we just started. It's yeah, it's it's early yet. We'll see what happens. It's very late. Um, um, we're changing the format though. Uh, this, this year, instead of doing a bracket, we're just going to go through NTFS. our top ten. Oh, different format. Wait, what? Oh, never mind. Oh, I see what you did there. That was that was good. Um, we're just going to go through our top ten as voted on yeah. by all of the various and assorted thirty lives hosts over the year, aka everyone that is currently on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah. Uh, yep. I think we were going to go around the table real quick and uh, everyone was going to talk about something. Yeah, like the thing you just said. The top oh, yeah, we're going to do the thing oh, you that, just said. Yeah. Yeah. Great, cool. And you know where we should start? Well, let's start to check that off. Let's, let's start at the back of the list so we don't start with the number one and <gasps> then everyone shuts this off and no one listens. Should yeah. we start at the back? Yeah. Let's start. I'll start in the, in the trunk. Let's I will say, if, if I know anything about our listeners, they're really just waiting for that hot take of what our number one yep. game is because it's been so controversial. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> you, you hear that? You hear that, listeners? You hear that? We're holding you for a ransom. <sighs> it's true. For 10, for 10 whole rankings here. Yep. Um, uh, at number 10, we have... So ransom number 10. The, t- <laughs> the, the person, the person who, who ranked the number 10 game... or The person who ranked each of these games the highest on their top 10 list will intro those games we'll do a little little talky talk so guess what first one's me it's true uh, in, in literally last place yes our, our number 10 for uh top 10 games of the year 2016 is uh, two games technically uh but really one game uh, actually pokemon <laughs> sun and moon uh the two different versions that uh, bring the series to a hawaii-like setting um and change a number of things about the kind of uh uh, uh base parts of the series a lot of things were switched up and that's why it earned a spot on my rankings um tom i know you played you've you've played a decent amount of it right mm-hmm. i have i have well, I, played, I played a bit i don't know if i don't know if we're going to consider a decent amount but i played in maybe an indecent amount oh boy uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> no that's I'm, actually I, not I, I, don't, I don't even know <laughs> if i want clarification on that what how many, I do. How, how many of what us did not mean? play it um i, I think all the rest of the people who haven't both yeah, said that everyone who's not Chris and Tom not play it. I I have not. Uh, yeah. They're certainly the only. So two therefore, people like Tearaway, it's game of the year. Quality yeah. radio, guys. Um, <laughs> that being said, uh, I, I I think I think the thing that stood out about Pokemon Sun and Moon to me is that uh, it 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 managed to throw a lot of the po- Pokemon has been very formulaic from the beginning. Surprise, mm-hmm. um, and and it does like its intro sequence, and then you go from town to town to town, and you get gym badges, and you catch Pokemon, and eventually you beat the Elite Four, and ta-da, the game is done, and you enter whatever meta game there may be after that. Um, Sun and Moon uh, really made an effort to kind of break that up, and also made an effort to. Uh, make the game the series a little more approachable for for people who haven't played it or grown up with it um, things like uh, uh, if you fought a Pokemon before uh, it will tell you which moves you're using that are super effective against that Pokemon mm-hmm. um, so you don't have to memorize like type charts and shit which like even for somebody who's been playing since he was like I don't know fucking 12 or whenever the original Pokemon came out um, well there's like 700 Pokemon Let's, yeah there's well, yeah. well 900 it's, it's really helpful for like so I'm playing with my son and mm-hmm. this is his first this is his first like for reals Pokemon game yeah and so he is like adamant that he be the one that's in control as much as is possible and I'm kind of just along for the ride and basically I'm the guy who reads the screen to him and then otherwise he's playing it 
Uh, and so like that is a huge help for us is if it's being on, we, we can use that to better battle and it makes it easier on him to really stay engaged in the game. You're a very meaty text to speech program is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think, I think the, the, uh, the approachability of the game and the kind of, uh, uh, I would say refreshing ish tropical setting, um, really kind of made it stand out, uh, especially against the previous actual entry in the series that wasn't a remake Pokemon X and Y uh, which really did kind of follow that formula it brought the series into 3D which was cool um, but uh, this was this was I would say mechanically a, a very very big leap uh, mm-hmm. for the series as a whole so um, and it's a really good like I, I, I think Nick I recommended you you try Pokemon X and Y and I think you got it right and, yeah and uh, super I, into I picked up uh, picked up Pokemon X uh, at some point um, yeah. after it came out and just kind of bounced off of it after yeah. a couple hours. It just uh, I don't have the the history with the you know, Pokemon franchise yeah. for it to for it to mean very much to me. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I will say I played the demo uh, of Sun and Moon, um, mm-hmm. and even in the you know brief handful of battles that you get in there, like I found the like this move is going to be very effective against this thing yeah. or this move is not going to be very effective. Like even, even within that time, I was like, Oh, that's really damn helpful, especially yeah. for, yeah. you know, a person who hasn't played it. So it's, it's interesting to see that like, despite that game having gone through so many iterations, they're still kind of able to find some of the harder edges to sort of like shear off yeah, and exactly. smooth out so that like, um, you know, it's not completely impenetrable to newcomers. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other the other thing too, uh, uh, and this is all like quality of life stuff. But like, if you ever if you played like Pokemon Red and Blue when they came back came out way back in the day, um, and you haven't played a Pokemon game since, um, these are still things that that would be like, oh shit, that's amazing. Uh, they don't have uh, hidden moves anymore, which are kind of out of combat moves that let you mm-hmm. like fly from place to place and stuff like that. They just have ride Pokemon that you can summon that do the exact same thing. <laughs> so yeah. you don't have to have a member of your party dedicated to, to, to like having trash moves essentially yep. um so like just just those like very small quality of life improvements throughout the entirety of the game um it, it really does help for somebody who hasn't played it or maybe isn't invested for nostalgia's sake or something like that my pokemon works for waste connections <laughs> <laughs> exactly yes i have a trash pokemon that comes picks up my trash Uses so it's all good trash move is move trash <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that uh, that comes pokemon in number 10 trash. it's very effective <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that comes in number 10 on the uh, 30 lives game of the year list yeah number nine is dishonored 2 yeah uh and uh with the uh, the top ranked placement uh for that is mr alex helfin yeah dishonored 2 uh for anyone who's not familiar um well without saying it's the follow-up to the first dishonored but beyond that it's, <laughs> uh, a, it's a sequel to a game called dishonored don't yeah, know if you heard of it that's, maybe you didn't know, know. I, uh, um... but the main the main you know the the elevator pitch is uh first person uh, technically first-person stealth game, uh, but it actually has a lot more freedom in there. You can choose to be as stealthy or and non-lethal as possible. You could be stealthy and lethal. You could be non-stealthy and lethal as well. So it's a game that's kind of designed to allow you to pick whatever path uh, of either least or most resistance you want to take from stage to stage um, and leave either a, a, a very high body count or no body count in the back. Can you um, be, so you can be stealthy and non-lethal, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's okay, cool. there's actually um, from stage to stage, you know, there's a. I don't know if it if you you would get a, an achievement for each section, but there's pretty much a uh, a ghost level completion of each stage, which ghost means you weren't spotted and um, no bodies were spotted that were left behind. The bodies could be either <laughs> for people who are dead or people who are just unconscious. 
I was kind of hoping it was you spooked <clears throat> a bunch of people as you played yeah. through the levels. <laughs> yeah. You snuck, snuck up on that garden. You spooped the heck right out of them. <laughs> Too spoopy. That's that's a, uh, unfortunately it's not that. But it's, yeah. I couldn't imagine anyone who could you know make it through one level as ghost because it's it's much more challenging the second one in the sense that um, the areas are much more wide open from stage to stage. Whereas the first game, uh, each level was was very linear, so it's kind of easy to. You know, play through a couple times and say, okay, now I can figure out the exact path you need to take to not be spotted once and hide any bodies. But in the second one, because everything's so much more wide open, and I even feel like the AI, they, they improved that to a sense that you can't really predict very well where they're going to go when you make any noises or when they hear anything. Um, it had much more kind of feeling of like immersion or realism in that sense. So um, I would say just uh, based on that alone, it was one of my favorite games of the year. Personally, on my list, it was number two. Um, the reason it wasn't number one is that the faults I did find in it, um, in the first game there was no voice acting, or there's your, the main character had no voice actor. Uh, in the second one there's actually, you can play as one of two characters, um, Corvo, who was in the first game, who you played, uh, or his daughter, um, and in the second game they both have voice actors and it's just the voice acting's pretty weak. Uh, the way that they did the story in between each mission seemed kind of weak. It was just like weird, like not animations, but I, I forget what they're called. Almost like storyboards style. Motion um, comics. What's up? Motion comics? Kind of. Um, sort of. Sort like of. A, like, like a storyboard with a little I bit guess. of, yeah, animatic. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for all the, all the flourish and all the, the really kind of amazing attention to detail they put into it, never mind, there's one complete stage that, you you pretty much play within two different times and the first thing i thought of in that was like i hadn't felt like it was a puzzle game until that point it almost felt like you know for lack of better comparison it felt like portal in that point because you Mm. could try to instead of thinking with portals you were thinking with like oh how can i get from this area of this house to the other area using two different times where there's enemies in both sections but like I don't know, it, you'd have to just play to experience it, but it was like one of the most phenomenal sections of the whole game where you're just jumping back and forth through two different times within this one area and figuring out how to best play in both worlds as you're jumping back and forth. Um, but just those little bits of places where there weren't polished, like the voice acting, the animatics, um, and even some of the bugginess behind it too. Um, but I mean, with a game as wide and open is that and, and i mean including that part where you're jumping back and forth through time like there's going to be bugs <laughs> like i'm surprised actually it played as well as it did with how big they made the game and how many features they put into it yep uh that actually um i was gonna say funny not say the- that's the that would have been my number three game on my list had i probably not been playing the pc version oh <laughs> uh, yeah um the pc were like i have I have a GTX 1080 and 16 gigs of RAM, and like you, it a is difficult to build a faster computer for playing video games than the one I'm on, um, and it takes a very serious performance hit. Um, I mean, I dropped it all the way down to sixth uh, from the top. I mean, it would have been my number three easily. Like, I love the game. I'm a huge fan of the first one. Um, also, the the other character you play is Emily Caldwin, um, Corvo's daughter, but also the subject of the first game. You actually are yep. going to rescue. Yeah the person who becomes the other playable character in the second one, which I thought was yeah. really cool. Uh, and Alex, have you played since the New Game Plus patch came out? Uh, I haven't. I didn't dive back in because um, there's been too many games this year, yeah, so I'm like, I'll move on to something else and return to this, return to uh, Dishonored 2 later. 
Yeah, I played I played a little bit of the New Game Plus stuff, and like you keep all of the bone charms that you crafted, which give you the weird powers, and then you actually can hybrid the skills from both characters, so you can kind of pick and choose. Because like, by and large, I liked Corvo, um, but I didn't love all of his powers, and like there were a couple things that Emily does that I also really liked, um, and so you can build a character using both of their. Um, yeah, like, both of their powers to make kind of the character that you probably would have wanted somewhere in the middle to really play the game you want to play, or the mm -hmm. way you wanted to play it, instead of just, like, playing it how this character would play or this character played. So yeah, you wouldn't say you... I'm into that idea specifically. Also, weirdly enough, every time I ran into Bone Charms, for some reason, Ryan, you came to mind, just because I was thinking of you giggling about that, or just making some <laughs> kind of joke about Bone Charms every yeah. time. Yeah. Bone Charms. <laughs> that is a I funny mean, phrase. As a general bone rule, charms. in that game, uh, as in real life, I didn't find myself having a whole lot of use for the Black Bone Charms. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, I mean, no, but seriously, the powers weren't very good. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Moving on to our number eight. Oh, me again. Oh, boy. We oh, boy. Again. I just talked to second. He was just now. talking. Yeah. Um, it's a podcast. That's what we do. Yeah. I know. Keep uh, talking. Number so eight nervous. is... And nobody explodes. Deus Ex. Yeah. Mankind Divided. Yeah. And uh, so Ryan, good. you had this ranked uh, highest at number three. Yeah, I had this. Uh, this was my, my number three. Would have been number mm -hmm. four if Dishonored to run better than my computer. Um <laughs> but uh, but no, I think um, Deus Ex, uh, I was a big fan of the first one. Um, it is, I, I also read a whole lot about like performance issues. And as a person who with a fancy pants computer, usually I read a bunch of stuff about performance issues in the PC version of whatever. And it just, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter because my machine can bulldoze through whatever sort of poor coding <laughs> or poor porting that they did. Mm -hmm. um, I read a lot of bad stuff about uh, the, the way Deus Ex was, and it turns out it wasn't true. Um, or at least wasn't nearly as true as it was with Dishonored in any case. Uh, for reference, I also run a super high-resolution monitor, and it looked really good on there, but anyway. I will, I will um, say, uh, I mean, as a another touch point, um, Deus Ex did not make it onto my top ten list, but um, I, I'm playing it on a slightly, a, a much weaker machine, I would say. Um, and, you know, I had, to, I had to ratchet it down pretty hard to get it to run with V-Sync on. Um, hmm. Uh, to, to maintain 60 frames a second huh. um, if I was willing to drop down to that um, you know sort of uh, a sort of like what console bar of 30 frames per second oh, uh, it, it ran like a boss <laughs> um, and and the characters much look much less like potatoes than they did on the settings <laughs> that I had to drop <laughs> into. Pretty, but very slow um, Deus yeah. Ex potatoes which is how I, which is how I prefer them the two yeah. people mm. not the potato people but very pretty um, very question slow. yes in this Deus Ex this, yes. this new Deus Ex yes can you customize your Adam Jensen <laughs> how divided is this <laughs> all of yeah. kind? Um, yeah uh, so who all who all played it Nick you played it Tom you're most of the way through it Mm -hmm. Art-ish. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a decent it? way through it, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, there's a little bit of customization, but not... Uh, not No, you don't customize like the person at all. You never actually see your character, really, outside of a couple... Well, I, don't know, I guess when you do well, like, like, roll moves or crawl can, and stuff, like, can, the camera pans out. You can out, wear you like, can... different jackets and whatnot. That's true. Oh boy, he's just, just oh boy, just, he's just the douchiest looking dude. God, though, he really too. is. He really is. He just looks like he, honestly, he looks like uh, if you like if you got Chris Cornell all wet and then hung upside down, and let him dry, and then <laughs> stood him back up again. That's that is, what this guy looks like. That is that is uh, that is the best description. Like, uh, or that like I've, a, that a slightly dehydrated David Blaine. 
There you like, go. Can just, you get more dehydrated? Yeah, he just looks like yeah. He's like he's Chris Cornell. If you hung him upside down for a little <laughs> while and let him dry out, so yeah, he just he just he looks real shitty. And, and he's just sculpted his face hair. Oh, uh, and that, he's just super super pale. That being said, uh, I mean he's a robot for God's sake. Now, yeah, it's true. Um, I I did make it was uh, all this shit talking aside. It was my game number three of the year. Um, <laughs> I I really like the setting. Um, I like the sort of streamlined cyberpunk thing. Uh, I was a big fan of the old Deus Ex games, which were more traditional oh, yeah. like hard RPGs. Yeah. Um, kind of system shock style stuff and actually mm -hmm. this one for me has more kind of a, the newer ones anyway more akin to system shock which is a more like wow, rpg light first person game yeah. Yeah, than yeah. an actual like deus ex which was a role-playing game in first person right um so i, I like i i like the streamlined bit of it um just because i I keep trying to get into all these kind of old school role playing games and like the Pillars of Torment or Pillars of Eternity and Torment and all that stuff and it's right. just, I just don't have really the bandwidth for it now. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just can't I can't break 80 hours of my life off for one thing anymore. Um, so I appreciate the relative brevity of a 25 hour campaign that I can do in two hour chunks over yeah. the course of two weeks. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. But I thought the campaign, I thought the pacing was pretty good. Um, there's a bunch of extra powers in this one that you can unlock because you find out like there's black market mods that were installed inside you. Um, and like I didn't find myself that I used a ton of them, but I just, I basically built the exact same character that I used in the first game. Like, oh, just <laughs> again and just played it exactly like I played it, but their settings are so good that again, even on on par actually i, th I think it, i liked it better until dishonor came along um the multiple levels of traversal and the levels thing yeah yeah well i mean that that's been my experience with it like despite for the most part finding it to be i i, I don't know it just it feels like a modern triple a game where they're like look how many different mechanics and things that we yeah. crammed in there we crammed all the things in there um you know, there's just like, you know, there's 18 different buttons to, you know, check all the different things and everything you pick up has like five different emails that you have to go check and read. And it, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of just sort of mechanical things, uh, just shit that you have to do to get, through, to get through <laughs> like right. the, the, the sort of interim parts in between the meaningful missions. I'm about like five or six hours in, I think at this point, I yeah. haven't done very many side missions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what I will say is. So a lot of the Deus Ex games, there's the you know like like we talked about in, in Dishonored some as well. Uh, there's the the concept of you can you can go kill everyone, you can stealth through things, you can you know all of that. And there's different powers, of course, that go along that way. Interestingly enough, Alex, you mentioned that you that you can get a ghost medal for getting through everything, and you can do that in Deus Ex as well. But um, I, I this this one even more so than um, Human Revolution, which is the previous game this is the direct sequel to despite the fact that these two are prequels to the original deus ex game but neither here nor there yeah um but the stealth i've found in this is much more fun than it was in the previous game yeah oh completely the, the um i found that you know sneaking through things and the other one like there was a little bit more it felt more convoluted and a little bit um like kind of tacked on whereas this one I find myself getting to the end of a place and then finding a way to backtrack my way back out in a way that I never would have figured out in the front front end. Yeah. And so that's been a lot of fun. I mean, even uh, Alex and I've talked a little bit about, um, or sorry, Ryan and I've talked a little bit about the, <clears throat> like a specific mission where he went in and he just knocked everyone out and how like people were all, you know, upset about that, but the, the that he had done so. And so upon getting to that mission, I tried 
absolutely my hardest to not knock out anybody just to see if they would have any reaction. And disappointingly, no one said anything. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I went all the way through the game and beat the game, and I got the achievement for no kills at all, including mm -hmm. all of the bosses and the final boss I defeated without killing him. So huh. it take it just boy it is just if you're looking to do that it is for reference thirty one tranquilizer darts to the face like to the head specifically all headshots thirty one of them That's you don't like crazy. good guys. you don't like you don't like sit asleep. him down with a nice like hot tea and just talk <laughs> yeah about. yeah exactly I was like I put some of this chamomile in this cup oh, here for you a little honey a uh, little honey on there um, some kind of stuff yeah. but yeah I thought to, I mean I I'm getting over cold I'm glad you noticed. Uh, but no, I uh, all in all, in front of the all, radiated. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just have a seat here. Yeah, I, I was a Yiddish grandma. You. I got the Yiddish grandma achievement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or is there like a Yiddish grandma like enhancement? Yiddish grandma. Yes. Yeah. Mankind divided. Yeah, my grandmother is augmented. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, grandma, what kind of augs you rocking? Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I thought it was real good, and it moved around a whole lot. And fantastic. Uh, number seven on our list. Uh, I want to talk about it. Uh, Titanfall two. No, Titanfall. Oh, Titan. Titanfall. Titanfall two. Titanfall two. Uh, Chris, you had this at uh, also numero trace. <gasps> yeah, I. Uh, well, I mean, how many of you guys have played it? Uh, all the way through. All the way through. Yep. yep. All the way all through. Way through. Um, I was I, gonna say, speaking of games, speaking of games with levels where you traverse between two times. So yeah, no, you <laughs> were you were talking about that. And I was like, holy shit, this is exactly like what happened in Titanfall two. Um, I I would say that was when it started feeling a bit like a puzzle game as well. Mm -hmm. Um, the the only thing, uh, so so Titanfall two does have a sequence where you're kind of bouncing back and forth between times, um, and you can do it at will, and it's and it's it's not anything new, but it was pulled off very 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 well. Yeah. Um, I I gotta say the thing that, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before the thing i was most excited about titanfall 2 was is that there was a single player campaign yeah. mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. did not exist for the first game and i was really excited about the first game and then i found out oh we're just doing multiplayer only and i'm like okay well you're sort of yeah. losing me here um, <laughs> yeah. so uh so it came out and i was i was i was really excited to play it. i think i got a free copy from from pdx land that we did uh is how most of us got it um and the the story uh, in the single player campaign is fantastic yeah. and it merges all of the it, it takes good advantage of all of the uh, of the uh, uh, gameplay elements that uh, that Titanfall is is known for so here here's if I can voice a, a bit of frustration. Sure. Um, the sequence that you're talking about, when you get the, the glove. Yeah, you get that, a glove that lets you like just swap back and forth between time. Back, forth like time. you go through that segment of it, and then it's just never mentioned well, anywhere else in the game ever it's again. Well, it brings, I mean, it's they, they, like, they write it out, which is fine. Why? But like, it was a very fun mechanic. Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, wait. For the 15 wait, minutes get, that I had. Yeah, do I get to do it again? Because that was really cool. Like, I enjoyed it. Well, um, I, mean, they, I mean, the alternative is that they were like, okay, now we have to design two of every single level. Level. Exactly. Uh, so, like now, like we have to double all level design work for the entire second half of the game. Well, I mean, like after having played that, though, I'm, I gotta say, like I would play an entire game of that, no problem, even yeah. if it was a slightly shorter game. Like well, I mean, it was really fun. Valve like, made it. Yeah, it's called Portal Two. Uh, there you go. Um, <laughs> so, well, like uh, I think one of the one of the funnest parts of that segment was uh, there's there's a part at the very very kind of end of the level, and you're above this really really giant like endless pit, and there's a bunch of like wall segments that are hanging down from this apparatus, right? And in the past they were on the other side of the apparatus, yeah. and in the present they're on they're on you know the the right side, right? Mm -hmm. So you you jump and you wall run on one, and then you have to double jump over to the other one, which isn't there. Switch time while you're double jumping, and you it's just like it's a 
really basic wall run sequence, but it's made a lot more kind of thrilling because like you're jumping to nothingness each time, and you sure. go back and forth. Yeah. Is really really good. I think. I mean, that I think goes to one of the things that I appreciated the most about Titanfall Two, both multiplayer and single player, mm-hmm. which was that they were like, they they came out with this first game, which was just like uh, overwhelmingly lauded for having just amazing traversal mechanics. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, everywhere, every yeah, part of it. They were like, oh my god, that's every everything you can do is so mechanically satisfying. When you're like, you go to run and crouch, and your guy just like does the fucking rock star knee slide with oh, rocket boots and shit. Feels and it's so like, good, and you know, just the wall running and jumping and jumping off of that and doing melees, and it's like all of it felt so good, and they just didn't fuck it up by adding way too much extra shit because it was the second one. Yep. And yeah. I was like, I was really, really nervous that they were going to be like, oh yeah, there's this new grappling hook thing and you use it all the time. Yeah. And it would be like, well, no, it was really good before. Yeah, you, <laughs> it guys, yeah. It you guys had it right. That. Yeah. <laughs> well, they added the grappling hook, but then you only used it in multiplayer. Exactly. And they're like, no. Yeah. no. Uh, I read an interview <laughs> with a couple of the guys who worked on Titanfall and they were talking about like why that thing went away and why they didn't do that. Uh, and like my experience was that I didn't really love the story in Titanfall 2. It's on my top 10 and it was on there um, but the game was so good and the com- gameplay so compelling that it just made me not really care about a story that was fairly standard sci-fi shooter stuff yeah I, it, I don't I don't think it tread any new territory or yeah. anything like it did what it did really well though yeah like, oh, oh, sorry, but what I well, yeah, sorry what I meant to say about the the mechanic thing is that they a lot of games like every level they stack on a new mechanic so that at the very end you have to use like all of those mechanics as a symphony to do a thing mm-hmm. um, they were really keen on the like we're gonna introduce a new mechanic every single level because the game's kind of broken up into very distinct stages mm-hmm. and then throw that away immediately so that like it's Mario Brothers all over again this is the ice world this is the sand world this is the whatever <laughs> world like this, this is, is the, the shtick for this stage right like this is the <laughs> shtick for this stage moving on learn something new and then like they didn't want to have to bring it all together in some big thing because like that's a lot of going forward to go backwards yeah and they wanted to just like go 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 yeah. go yeah. and then stop yeah. I was I was really expecting after unlocking the different types of titans through the game I was like boy I just know I'm gonna get to this last boss and it's gonna be like okay now he has a thermite shield switch to the thermite yeah. layout and I'd be like god yeah. damn it game uh, but, but like uh, you know and so it's like th- yeah I don't know like it, it was frustrating to see them like discard mechanics that I found satisfying and enjoyable yeah. but I felt like um, they didn't try to do that like you know, fucking smash all of them together in mm-hmm. this horrible, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, what, whatever region of the country you're from, and they call all the sodas in the same cup <laughs> a suicide, a graveyard, whatever you call it. Like, yeah. they, didn't try to, <laughs> they didn't try to smash all those things together at the end and try to f- to force you to do this sort of perfect right. thing, which just gave you more versatility. You're like, I well, want to f- fight this last guy with the rocket build out, and so I'm just going to shoot rockets all day. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was nice, too, though, because, like, every, every mechanic that they dropped, they replaced with an equally fun and entertaining one. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I can't fault them too much for saying like, okay, we're not going to do, do time travel anymore because now we're doing, you know, oh, we're you're you're entering an area where there's jet streams that are blowing you, so you're doing the wall run, but you're doing the wall run really fucking fast. Yep. And you're going <laughs> to jump like 400 feet, and it's going to be really cool. And then you're going to stop doing that, and this time you're going to be fighting on a bunch of ships flying through the sky. Yep. Like that. That was the other thing that I really really enjoyed about Titanfall Two, and it didn't really hit until there's a there's a stage when you're in, you're in like a factory that's assembling like neighbor. Neighborhoods, mm-hmm. essentially, yeah. Um, and there are whole portions of the factory where you have like literally neighborhoods hanging on the wall, right? Mm-hmm. And so it has you traverse through a this house. this house that is sideways, and then you go to another house and you jump off, and then like the whole thing flips for, like horizontal, like normal. Well, you're in it. <laughs> yeah, it's it was very very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and and 
the the kind of hits with that just kept on coming all of the set pieces in that game i think were really phenomenal like it starts out sure generic and stuff like that um but like you know jumping from one ship flying through the air to another and 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 like there were a lot of really good unforgettable like moments related to the set pieces i i think for me it's it's a case of uh the whole not being equal to the sum of the parts I think individually all the parts are really good, but put it together, like parts felt out of place. Like the time travel stuff mm-hmm. felt like that was like a big left turn at some point. Like it didn't. Like they were fit planning in, on doing it more or something. Like or like, or that was something that they added after. Like that they tried to like fill in something in that spot, and they're like, how time travel? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just throw that. I up mean, I mean it's like a story it's... about giant mechs fighting each other, and like I don't know, it's like time travel just seems like something it's like kind of shoved in there i just i feel like it would have been worse if it like that the only reason i didn't feel that way and i agree with you that 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 it easily could be seen that way like i just i feel like it was done too well to have really been shoehorned in yeah i mean yeah i maybe i don't feel like it was shoehorned in but it it, like it was probably plotted out for quite a while but it still felt like it was out of place over the the arc of the story yeah um somebody uh tom did you have something no, I was just making a shoehorning. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, I was going to say, I also... I mean, I'm minding over here so I don't cut over <laughs> you people. I was going to say one thing, because I haven't played it yet, but the um, <clears throat> a work colleague has told me multiple times I should definitely pick it up, mostly because, and I've read about, you know, <clears throat> other people stating how surprised they were uh, about how solid the single-player campaign was, regardless Blown of away. the story, but just the first one didn't, as you mentioned, Chris, first one didn't have one at all, so the second one they were like, ah, oh, it's probably going to be just like, some horseshit. Yeah, and people were. It was like a. It was like the sleeper hit within the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hitception. And I, I was just like, oh, like that's amazing. But the sad thing about the conversation was that I think it apparently sold under the expectations. So yep. it's weird that so many yeah. people said how phenomenal this game was. Yet I bet that they probably won't be able to just kind of do the same project again because I think that it just didn't. Even though it was received really, really well, it just didn't move. It didn't make the money that they yeah. were expecting. Yeah. Well, but I think I think they shot themselves in the foot with the first one, and that and that there were <laughs> high expectations, and they fell short of those. So I think a lot of people just gave this one a pass because of that. Yeah. So like, because the first one sold, as far as I'm aware, sold sold decently. It didn't sell like okay. uh, gangbusters, yeah. but it also didn't like it didn't it didn't bomb right. So right. Um, so enough people bought it that were interested in it that were like, okay, yeah, sure, like yeah. Um, so. And time will tell as well. So I mean, like, yeah, it, it like that's the great thing about games is they keep selling. Yep, that's true. Well, it's I mean, because honestly, like, it's a single player campaign by a bunch of the people that made Modern Warfare One, right? Yeah. Like, because it's a bunch of ex respawn people or ex uh, Infinity Ward people mm-hmm. from the great the great explosion, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, of that of that studio where a bunch of people left and a bunch of them went out and founded respawn, respawn. which yeah. made Titanfall, and yeah. you know. Yeah. One last thing. Did anybody like really, really love the voice acting in the game? I thought it was per- pretty good. Particularly yeah, was like okay. like the, the, the dialogue between BT and the and the pilot that you played. Yeah, I thought it was real good. Like I I they they sold that they sold that relationship so well um, that uh, there are not a lot of games these days that give me like make 
give me actual like character investment um and i was i was very invested in the game so on top of like all of these great set pieces and good mechanics like i was also i kind of cared about my, my big mac buddy which was kind of yeah. nice. I, 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 believable people yeah. like yeah. you you yeah. believe that they are characters and people i mentioned this to cody earlier today <laughs> that the time that i've spent with deus ex mankind divided i was like they could all be robots and it could just be <laughs> like 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 every one of these characters could just be a robot that has a screen for a face that's just playing <laughs> like live action uh, you know things because i was just like i just none of them feel yeah. like people to me like it's like okay okay gruff captain character <laughs> i guess i guess i'll make i'll make sure to do what you say could be a computer program <laughs> not another dead kid yeah <laughs> um yeah i know like yeah with bt i had like the the iron giant attachment oh yeah totally to mm. that's not an actual attachment that I you think, can get i, I think that's what him, they were i think that's what they were going for so. yeah it's like good a pet job. yeah well, well good news because uh interviews with people at ea said that they loved it um and that they have like they are willing to spend a bunch more money on it to also force more people to like it because they realize how good of a thing it was. Mm -hmm. And from the things I was reading to the guys like talking to Respawn, that they're pro we're going to see probably at least one more. Okay, good. Uh, yep. So that they That's know good. that this this is a good direction. Yeah. There was just like a thousand shooters in the same goddamn genre that came out at like yeah. the same time. It was a rough time to release. Um, e exactly. And so like they, they believe in the product and EA is willing to spend the money for <laughs> at least one more. Sure. So awesome. Yeah. And as as like exactly what you're saying, like, and as all of our top ten lists have pointed, this year is a really really good year for shooters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sure. Like, was. Not yeah. only were there a thousand shooters, but a bunch of them were fantastic. Were good. All right, number six. Speaking <gasps> of shooters, <laughs> you'll see why it's funny in a let's, second. Let's cut to Nick's number one game, the lowest ranked number one of any of us. That's what uh, I'm here for. Oh, guys. Wow. Yeah. Now my number one, one is lowest on the top ten. Because no one else, yes. nobody else yes. voted for it. it. Okay. I think at all in their list. I did. Right? No, uh, Cody. Cody, I think voted yeah, for cool. it. Uh, so <laughs> number six. I voted for it as well. Oh, just uh, kidding. Uh, number six on our top ten list. Number six on the top ten uh, is uh, the witness. The witness. the witness, Nick. Yeah, Isn't you that the movie with Harrison Ford. <laughs> That's You're the, thinking the fugitive. Uh, the fugitive. The fugitive. Okay, the one uh, where no, he... it's just just witness. Witness. Just witness. Yeah. Yeah, well, there was a there versus an unjust witness. witness. Just, yeah, yeah, just witness. And this is the game on the movie. It's the movie. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, this is, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is the sequence That's why of just all the dance. puzzles. Yeah, all the puzzles, just like the movie had. <laughs> all those, anyway. all those line grid puzzles. Nick, Nick. just like that Harrison Ford movie. <laughs> <laughs> just witness where, the sequel to Just Dance 2016. Yeah, oh, you know God. it's that movie where it's that movie where Harrison look. Ford just sits there with puzzles and, and then look. screams obscenities at them as he tries to solve them. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I mean, this game is I think really difficult to describe in general. Um, it's like it's it's hard to describe what makes it really good. Um, but it's like, missed, with, but not boring. Yeah, but it's like, but it's not. Um, but but it's not even that because it's like this is like similar to the way that like Titanfall was like hey here's these you know this is the other approach to adding mechanics where they just like slowly add small bits of mechanic that really do literally culminate in you going up a mountain and then like going back through the mountain to solve just like this insane combination of every single like puzzle mechanic all stacked on top of each other in ways that it hasn't thrown at you and it th throws additional things at you it's just mechanics everywhere that's yeah. i feel like it's almost the the opposite of the approach that they took with titanfall 2 because you have to carry over the things that you learned from previous things yeah and they it it, it extends through the whole game whereas with titanfall yeah. 2 it drops things yeah it's like it's in so it's a you know i mean so this so the witness is a game that is 
uh, you, uh, as a character, apropos of nothing, walking around this big open world island, traversing around it. There's like a boat and there's some other stuff. Um, and exclusively solving line puzzles uh, where there is <laughs> there is a grid. And, it's, and I, it seems so insane that this game could be as good as it is with that. Yeah. kind of a description because you're like so it's like the same kind like it's the same grid type of thing the whole time and you're like kind of yeah it's kind of line puzzles the whole time <laughs> it's, it's line like, puzzles all the way down it's line puzzles huh. all the way down and i probably spent like i don't know between 15 and 20 hours um uh, solving them getting, line puzzles getting all but one achievement and that last achievement is so fucking hard um that i i don't think that i will ever get it um and uh, I read an interview with Jonathan Blow, and he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, there are several people that worked on the game that cannot get that last achievement. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, so, so, the whole, so the whole game, um, well, and I'm several hundred puzzles behind the, like, I've not completed anywhere near all the puzzles. Because there's a bunch of shit hidden hmm. all over the place as well. Um, and so, you know, it's just, it's just this like perfectly crafted introduction of mechanics of just like, okay, so you'll start with just a one by one or, or one by two grid mm -hmm. and there'll be a black symbol in the bottom one and a white symbol in the top one. And if you just start at the bottom and draw your line around to the top, it's like, nope, you didn't do that. So you have to separate the black and the white one. You're mm -hmm. like, okay, so the black symbol and the white symbol can't be in the same spot. Go to the next thing. And it's like, okay, now there's two of each okay, do I need to separate all of them? Do I need to separate just, you know, and then the next one, there'll be black and white symbols, but they're different characters than they were in the yeah. other one. And all these things just like stack and stack and stack and stack and stack to where at the end, you have these things that would be completely incomprehensible to you even a small handful yeah. of hours ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I think the thing, I mean, the thing that made this, I think my my favorite game of the year was that it was so... I didn't know like anything about it. It was completely unexpected, and it was just like I couldn't, uh, I couldn't look at that and just be like, oh well, I didn't like this part of it though. Which I feel mm -hmm. like with with every other game that I played, I was like, oh yeah, but this thing was kind of a pain in the ass. Oh uh, well, yeah, this thing kind of sucked. It was like the only uh, the only the only grief I have with this game is that I was too dumb to be able to solve some <laughs> of the things and could, <laughs> and like and and could not figure them out. Um, you know, it because the game. You. Because it's never the game. Like the game is extremely consistent. It's it's yeah. it's it doesn't cheat and add a thing that breaks a thing like a, a thing it's taught you in the past. You just have to figure it out. Right. Um, and so it's um it's just really um it's fascinating and it is it is tragic that it is so hard to explain how good it is. Yeah. Um, I mean it sounds it sounds to me like the the real joy of the game is is the kind of like perfectly tuned difficulty curve. Yeah, but it's um, it's it's that it's that sort of like uh, it's the it's the Dark Souls dopamine hit of like <laughs> it's I, the Dark I, Souls of puzzle solving. It seriously yeah. fucking is good, um, good, 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 good proper yeah. line solving. Um, because the you Dark Souls of crossword puzzles. Because you reach because you reach a point where you're just sitting there and you're just hammering. Like there was several points where I'd just be like sitting in my living room, um, and PlayStation controller on the table, um, and we and I have like just paper out. And like me and my wife and my sister-in-law, who was who was uh, w living with us at the time, are all sitting there trying to solve these same puzzles. We're like, well, okay, so no, you have to go up two, and then over to the right, just one, and then up. Ah, fuck, nope, that's not going to do yeah. it because this one has to be separate from. You know, it's like, and so all of us are like working together to try to figure yeah. these things out. And then when someone is like, oh, 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 no, okay, no, so then you go down right there. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, you know, it's just there's so much. 
it uh, feels like a tabletop game it yeah and it really and it, and it um I mean, it would be the worst fucking tabletop game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like it's a game that for every for every five times it makes you feel really helpless and stupid. That one time when you get it, you feel like the smartest person ever. Like exactly. that do- that dopamine hit, and that's where like in Dark Souls, you're just like, ah, oh, like I'm just glad the battle's over. Like I won. Yeah. And this, there's a genuine <laughs> sense of like, man, I can't believe I figured that out because I think. Right. Part of the fun of it, at least, and the problem is now it's not going to feel the same way unless a bunch of other friends are playing it, was because yep. I know Cody was playing it and Nick was playing it and I was playing it, um, is someone saying, hey, did you get to this section yet? Or, right. hey, did you work on this puzzle? And I was like, no, I'm really... St-. I remember Cody, I was in a puzzle where it's like a temple on the beach, yep. and Cody was like, oh, did you get to this puzzle yet? And I was like, yeah, uh, I couldn't figure it out. He's like, yeah, it's a pretty tough one. And I was like, ah, Cody got it. Like, I should go work on that. Like, wondering what <laughs> it is, because I thought it. that maybe yeah. I just didn't progress far enough in another area of the island to figure out what's needed for that one right and i was like no and then eventually when you figure it out you're like ah, i need to use like i need to use my senses in a different way like i exactly. just need to like, like this was a totally yeah. different approach to playing a game altogether which is why i thought it was a phenomenal game as well um for that reason was you're like it's not even just that you're going to use the same line puzzles it's that you're going to approach everything in a completely separate way on mm-hmm. every section of the island yeah, I, th- I think, um, I, I mean, I guess to just give, like, a single example of, like, the way in which they completely exhaust available options for line puzzles. Um, so there's, like, the hedge maze, and you're going around, and you're like, oh, okay, well, like, um, there's these squ- um, these square hedge mazes that I can see from this, like, lookout tower above. So, like, obviously, they all look, this. they have this a similar aesthetic to the rest of these puzzles. That is obviously a puzzle down there that I have to go figure out by walking through that hedge maze in a certain way. Um, and so it's like, you know, one of them, it just uses the same, you know, mechanic that you had before. And you're like, oh, okay, so... There's these, there's, you know, actual bushes that are crossing the path and I can't go that way. So I have to go on the path that, you know, Mm -hmm. that I physically can walk on. I have to go that way. I can't go any other way. And then on the next one, there's like light and dark parts or something. And you have to be like, oh, so some of the path is light and it's dark. And if I cross from the light path through a dark section, the door at the end won't open because I didn't walk through this correctly right, right. and so then you have to figure out the way to walk through that one correctly and then the next one the whole thing is fully and completely lit up and there's just all these th- there's no hints there's just a dozen different ways you could get from beginning to end and what you actually have to do is like have the volume turned up enough or have you know some headphones on so that you can hear the different textures of the ground that you're walking on as you're walking around to figure out when it's switching from a, like a harder patterned material to a softer one. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. so they, ha- they, they use the environment in a lot of ways that I think were really unexpected. Um, Cause it starts with just walking around this beautiful world and there's just actual panels. Yeah. You walk up to the panel and solve the thing. And then they expand upon that and they use the environment and it, you know, uh, it, it really, it gets very interesting. Tom, you I, I remember one of the, one of the things I remember Jonathan Blow talking about before the game came out was how, like, one, partly what it took so long was that he put so many audio textures into the game, audio sound files and audio different things. that, that were the, So that finally makes sense when you're talking about that mm-hmm. and yeah, like, hearing about how so much of the, the game was audio versus the, vi- the visual textures in there. 
Well, was, it, a, was it 50 gigs of uncompressed audio? No. It's all one. Well, yeah, I mean, like, there's, um, you know, another, you know, audio example, and there's as many of these examples for the way that light works and the way, like, it, there's a bunch of different things. The way that, like, colors blend. You can look through colored glass, and it changes the color of certain dots that changes. It's There's a whole bunch of different things. But there's another audio one where you're in a jungle, and there's a bunch of puzzles related to the sounds the birds are making. So you hear the birds going, like, you know, low middle high 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 low or something and then you have to go and figure out how that maps into the puzzle and then the next puzzle you're like oh it's a different song with the bird that's over here but this this puzzle's broken in a way or there's a branch blocking the path so i actually can't go so how do i solve this thing and then you have to like you know figure out how to you know add that complexity to the mechanic that they've already introduced you to it's just um yeah it's just uh extremely mechanically refined in the way that it um, goes through all those things but I absolutely adored it awesome number five on our list is Stardew Valley hey I think a game all of us can agree not Tom not Tom Tom you suck that's not true well okay Tom you should have played this game no kink shaming. Well, were you not reading the conversation like in I'm the not, chat? Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to yuck your. I'm not going to yuck your yum or anything like that. But uh, uh, you should. You're not you going to what his what? I'm, yuck his yum. I'm not going to yuck <laughs> okay. his yum. And if not playing Stardew Valley is his yum, I won't yuck it. But uh, you very much should consider playing that game because it's good. I mean, uh, I'm did, and, and I'm not I'm not like knocking the the value of the game. I just don't think it's my kind of game from the things that I've seen of it. Sure. Well, you're probably wrong then. It's That's like okay. getting it's like getting me to play a Fire Emblem game. It's just not yeah. gonna fucking happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, like, or a tactics game at all. Yeah, period. I mean really, really like any, you know, capital J tactics game. <laughs> Whereas those are like my jam. Jack? Jack? Yeah, go to town. Um, well, Cody, Cody, tell us about Stardew yeah, Valley. Man, uh, Chris, Please. I feel like you you have invested way more time in this game than I have. You I know, think you'd I, be better. I honestly don't know if I have. I, I, do I, quick, I, I mean, uh, I have invested a decent amount of time. Um, I gotta, I gotta what? say, my 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 enjoyment of Stardew Valley kind of has to has to harken back to uh, my enjoyment of uh, a small game called Harvest Moon sixty four. Hmm. Um, which many would agree is is one of the better games in the series before they started kind of getting off track and and uh, uh, adding a bunch of weird features that nobody really wanted. Um, Stardew Valley was was originally kind of designed with that in mind that that uh, uh, people people are uh, the the people that make these types of games have kind of lost focus of what makes them fun, which is kind of like managing your farm and doing like you know stuff around town and and kind of exploring the world, right? Um, and hitting, I think, on, hitting on them chicks. Yeah, hitting on them chicks. Or dudes. <laughs> or the dudes. Or dudes. Whichever ones you want is cool. It's, it's all a modern small town yeah. farm. Um, a baker, I think I think you said something about it a little while ago. Uh, uh, as you can see, like, like my Steam thing, like, um, I, like I, I see there's an hour worth of gameplay in my Steam profile there. Uh, I bought it again yeah. on the PS4. Nice. So uh, I own two copies of Stardew Valley now. I, I find I that I'm having to buy it on the Wii U. Just <laughs> I like, I don't. Game. I don't think. Oh God, is it on the? 3DS? I don't think I like it as much. No. It's not yet. Um, but it's coming to the Switch. I would say it is coming to the Switch, and oh, that's where that game will be. Fuck yes. Um, oh, fuck I like. Yes. I'm enjoying it a lot more with a controller in my hand on my TV on the couch. Yeah. Than I am at my computer because, like, at my computer, I didn't build a goddamn rocket ship 
to like to play Stardew Valley. That doesn't mean that I shouldn't play Stardew. Like it doesn't mean I shouldn't play Stardew Valley. It just means that like maybe that's not the setting for me in an office chair in my office in front of a screen. Yeah, you could also be going to space. <clears throat> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, no. So I'm like I'm 27 hours in on okay. the PS4. Uh, Chris, uh, you have s- about six times the amount of time uh, in it that I do. Um, yeah, I have about Jeez. 70 hours. It looks like. Uh, so I. I, I have reached um, in the game what what you would call kind of like uh, the soft end game. I, I've gotten a, kind of the big goals accomplished. I've expanded my house the way I wanted to, and mm-hmm. I've, I've got my farm kind of sorted out so that it is producing the way I want it to, and I have animals and trees and stuff like that. Um, that being said, Who'd there's still marry? so much more for me to do. Hmm? Who'd you marry? Uh, the Oh, my God. I can't remember her name. What's she look like? Uh, she's the one that, that eats quartz. <laughs> if, you give, if you give her a rock, she says, she has give her Abigail. Yes, everything Abigail. Just, yes, with the purple hair. She has the purple hair. Everything you give her except for like one thing, she goes, oh my God, this is just what I wanted. How did you know I was hungry? And I was like, girl, I gave you rocks. I gave you rocks. And, she's, and you just hear that. It's, it's the weirdest thing. You just hear this crunch sound. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like, like teeth breaking. Uh, 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 here's this amethyst. Oh, extremely fuck. hard. I was starving. How did you know? Like, how, fuck how did off. You know? No. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, Weirdo. So, I mean, in, in case you haven't gathered, the 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 it, it, you <laughs> inherit a farm and you uh, are in this town. And in case you, you can, somehow haven't intuited yeah. that in, you inherit a farm, in the you actually of this you, know, you quit your job at a startup that is ruining your life and is Correct. making you miserable to move to the country. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the things that this does so so right are it it nails all of the like farm management stuff, but that's not revolutionary. It's the same stuff that was happening in like Harvest Moon, like um, the same stuff. The exact same like a stuff. lot of this stuff like, is deeply cribbed exactly. from Harvest I mean, Moon. there's a bin that you throw all the stuff you want to sell in at the end of the day. Like that is exactly the same. Um, there, are, there's there. a really decent crafting <laughs> system um, that I found to be plenty enjoyable. Like you go and either grow or build the stuff that you need to then craft the items yep. that you need, um, which you can either use around your farm or various other places. Um, there's uh, uh, there's a cave that you can go down into, and that basically feels like Link to the Past. Yeah, um, it's. I would say it's a pretty accurate description. Um, it looks like Link to the Past. It, yeah, looks like like the past. <laughs> it feels like it because it looks like it. It's just. It's just. It, it. It seems like somebody wrote a symphony to like, like sixteen bit sim games. I don't know. I mean, like, it, like, it helps that that is like literally what happened. Is yeah, yeah the, the, like yeah. a guy was pissed about the state of modern Harvest Moon <laughs> games yeah. and said, "I want to make one of these that isn't bad." That's the thing, and then yeah. did. He's like, uh, I'm going to make, he's like, if I could make a game, I would, this is the kind of game I would want to play. And he's like, shit, I should make the game. I could make a game and I'll just make the kind of game that I want to play. And then it turns out that like other people wanted to play that game too. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing is done by the one dude, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, people do first. It it started as just the one dude. Yeah. Um, I mean, all, all said it's, it's kind of the complete package. If you're looking for a game that is a lot more, it's very chill. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it has that kind of like one more day element going on. Oh yeah. Um, there's, it's like one more turn in civilization, but like a hundred times as long because the day can take you a half hour. Um, you know, there's, there's, really good progression you unlock skills as you play through the game so like the more you fish the better you get at fishing the more you harvest vegetables the better you get at harvesting vegetables i guess um and and then there's there is a decent amount of kind of end game content too so like once you've done all of the stuff that i've done which i haven't gone beyond this part um there's another area you can go to eventually you help them fix the bus in town Hmm. um there's kind of a very incentivized achievement system where you you uh have to grow like certain fruits and vegetables and stuff like that and you can turn them in at 
the community center, which you slowly revitalize. Yep. And once you revitalize a wing of the community center, you unlock a major feature. So um, like one of them you get is minecarts that let you travel from one location in the game to another. Um, mm. But then the, the end game kind of gets unlocked when you when you get like the bus. And that's kind of uh, it's 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 money gated more or less. You have to get a certain amount of money. Um, and then you can go off to the desert and there's a whole new cave to explore. Like there's a lot in this game. It's a very like content rich game. Well, they, up, um, they updated recently with a host of different layouts as well, so you can actually like load a new game and just have the city laid out differently. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, so if you're, so if you're, they they because they have one, Shit. they have a they have a layout for the city that just has like a ton more bodies of water, oh. uh, so that you can be like, if you want to like optimize and you just really enjoy all the fishing stuff in there wow. and want to no do all that, them. you can just do that because there's <laughs> one that's just all no. fishing. Shit, um, I'm rolling new Stardew Valley safe when I get home. <laughs> Um, it's 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 overall it is a it is a fantastic game and very deserving of being on anybody's game of the year list. The one thing it was lacking though, I could not grow weed. You could not grow that sweet sticky icky. Yeah, that was a big big, big problem. Yeah. And uh, hopefully Stardew Valley two fixes. That's why it, it was number five on Stardew Valley. Stardew Stardew. That's the joke. Anyway, we're gonna take a quick break before we continue on to our number four. But we'll be right back. Hi there, my name's Christopher. I live in a very small town in Canada, and life mostly confuses me. So I started a podcast where I call people and ask them really big questions. It's called Sounds Like an Earful. <laughs> this is the first time I've had a real person to talk to. <laughs> Can you ask people if they have a list of things I can do to make a new friend? I feel wonderful right now. The only thing that's making me feel really good are the chemicals pumping through my body. So men don't whine? No, they just suck it up and they drink their whiskey and... Well, I do that. But you whine while you're drinking your whiskey. <laughs> you can find more of the show at soundslikeanearful.com or tweet us at sounds underscore earfuls. You're awesome. Okay. I didn't like you at first, but now I do. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Have fun. Pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you later, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, we're moving on to our number four pick Quattro. for this Game of the Year 2016. Uh, number four is Doom. 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 Uh, Alex, Doom I think you and I both had this as our number one. Yep. Yeah, I broke, I broke, I broke, I broke the tie alphabetically for who would talk about it. <laughs> no, yeah. number one, number was, one. This Your was most this enjoyed game. My number one yep. of the year. Yeah, Chris, Hands Chris, let, before you talk about it, Alex, Chris, did you play Doom? I mean, I think I played the demo. Oh, yeah. dude, I, I oh, you got the game, game, super fucking good. I, you should, I don't know. You should really play, guys. See, I mean, I've been hearing that, but I just kind of didn't believe it because it's. I, I don't know. It's it must get much better after the demo because, like, it was a well-executed thing, but I just did not care about the thing after I beat the demo. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. Mm. That was how I felt in the beta. Like, and I played the beta, and I was like, just don't care. Was the beta multiplayer beta, or was it the yeah. single player? Oh, because the, the multiplayer, multiplayer, multiplayer is, is garbage. Hot garbage. Don't even, don't even. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I played, played, I played player. a single like, player I, I, segment. I just, like I played the the a, a bit of the well mo a bunch of the camp campaign. Yeah. I also played it on console. I don't know if that. It's the same. Oh, you okay. gotta get that twitchy PC. Yeah. Crank yeah, crank the DPI up on my mouse. <laughs> that mouse <laughs> keyboard. Speaking go. of cranking it, let's hear, let's talk to yeah. Alex. Yeah, yeah Alex. <laughs> why is it your number one? Well, Tell us uh, all the good things. much like Stardew Valley, it's it's a super chill game. 
Um, <laughs> where pretty Doom, much, the Zen I mean, experience. The, the only way that I've described it is like it's it's a game that doesn't hide what it is. You literally go from point A yep. to point B, and during that time, you point your weapon at things and you you kill them until everything is dead in the room, or you are dead. Like that's literally like the game's like that's what it is. We're gonna do that for the next thirteen hours. Have fun. Um, so it's a point, point and click adventure, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's point 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 very and slow adventure. paced. Actually, I mean that's that's in the sense of like it just is exactly what it is. I completely appreciate that, and I'm not a big you know like like I'm not like a like a dedicated like id fan. Like I don't sit there. I haven't like played every single you know Doom game in the past. I made it part way through three. You know I've played the first one. Um, I've played Wolfenstein, you know, but it's, I think that the thing to me that really surprised me was that the, the most recent id game I played before this was Rage, and I was very meh about that game. Mm-hmm. And, um, when, Do- for some reason, like, when Doom came out, there was something about it, whether it was, you know, it wasn't the trailers, it was just, you know, something about, like, the, the, the pace of, like, how the game was being presented. I was like, oh, this seems like it could be fun. And then I was just completely surprised with how much I got sucked into it. It was like, oh, I finished the stage, I'll just play one more stage. I finished that one, I'll just play this one more. And because it was just like a nice kind of short experience, like I think I finished it in about 10, 10 or 11 hours, um, that was also fantastic to me because so many other games, and I think Ryan, you mentioned this earlier, is like there's not enough time to dump 60, 80, 100 hours to games anymore. So for them to present like a really like just fucking amazing experience that you can tie up in about 10 hours. I loved it. And it was a complete sensory experience too, like playing with headphones. The music is just insane. And the, the way they actually focused on the sound mixing and the music and mm-hmm. even the, the, like the sound design, just, I felt like even that alone, the sound was 51% of that game, like 41% yeah. or 49% yeah. of it was visual and mechanical. 51% was the sound to just make you feel just like such a badass the whole t- the whole way through and had, so just I, I could go on and on but i don't want to because cody i want you to be able to share yeah. your thoughts on it yeah it had probably one of my favorite sa- soundtracks of the year god the music yeah. is so good it is so what, good who who did the soundtrack um god, was it anybody name right he he has Apparently, done other things mike mick gordon i just looked it up mick gordon okay. yeah he's yeah. from australia i believe or new zealand i don't know one of those countries i, don't know, I just know that like nick so probably australia like id and mr Reznor have a tendency to get down once in a while so yeah. i just didn't know uh, yeah, yeah he was not yeah. this is like this is like full-blown unapologetic like heavy thrash cool metal i mean every every single piece of that game is like so tonally consistent yeah like like we we joke about games like like you know the one that is at the top of this list which we will talk about if you want to talk about the sort of you know very gamey a games pressy ludo narrative dissonance of like it doesn't seem like your character would be doing the things they're doing in the game um this is the exact opposite of that it's like this guy, a story element comes up in the game, and he punches that screen until it breaks, and then goes and murders demons. <laughs> yeah, and like that—that that is how the game opens. Yeah. There's literally a screen that pops up. It's like, oh, something. All the demons went through the demon gate. He's like, it just like punches the fuck out of it till it breaks, and then picks up a shotgun and like shoots an, a demon in the head and rips its arm off at the same time to open a door. Yeah. And then just like, jugga, 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 like, and then you just go screaming through the thing and there's just fucking exploding demons everywhere. Oh, God, God damn it, it's um, good. Uh, 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 Danny O'Dwyer's new project, No Clip. He has like a three or four yep. part documentary on this that like 
uh, where he, he interviews a bunch of people from the studio and like the like the lead story guy and <laughs> story guy you know, the story, story guy. guy who had his face punched into pieces yeah by the main <laughs> Which, character of doom and it was funny it was like <laughs> they had brought in like play testers for it and so like running around they're like killing demons stuff like that and they're like yeah but like what's my motivation for killing he's like they're demons they're like, bad <laughs> demons god do you need Why motivation you... they're fucking evil kill them yeah and like yeah a big part of it was like uh uh like Early on in the in the production of it, they're sitting around and they're like, you know, like they're trying to think of that, like, you know, like what's the story of it, and like why should he go through all this? And at one point, like he had watched something and he's just like, no, that it's just this is what it is. Like it's a game where you run around and kill demons. Yeah, like they're, yeah, they're very bad. He's very mad. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah like in this part that Nick was talking about, and he has a gun at the end of like that kind of like opening sequence when you first get your suit on, like you're literally like punching the story and throwing it away. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, uh, it's probably one of the best like opening segments I've played in a very long time too, because it like fucking throws you in full, full blast into into just killing shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just like, what is this game? It's the game where you shoot demons. Okay, but what was it? No, you shoot the demons. Yeah, in the head. <laughs> no, you oh, shoot demons, make them dead. Yeah, and, you're like, and okay, your, your but guns what get I... progressively larger as the game goes yep. on and like <laughs> yeah. more destructive. And then you can yeah. you can upgrade them to make them even more destructive than they already were. Can I make uh, the larger? And they bring the chainsaw back, so you get that as oh, like dude. an optional melee weapon that just <laughs> the chainsaw like, is and, so satisfying. Yeah, and then the uh, what is it? The glory kills. Yep. Um, yeah, that's like, another component where there was a concern like it was going to slow it down too much. But man, there were so many times where I was playing that game and and uh, my wife is just sitting there watching and like she isn't making any comments, but she's like, "Man, you're just ripping a lot of things apart in this game, aren't you?" <laughs> just like because you're literally you're just splitting things into as you go along with just no yeah no concern. It's just like, "Yep, this is just my job. This is what I'm going to do until this game is over." Uh, Shoot yeah. something until it glows and then rip it in half. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's kind that's of the pretty game. Much, pretty much the goal. Also, that documentary is called Doom Resurrected. Check it out. It's yeah. available on... You, it, like, if you play the game and you haven't seen that, it just makes the game all the better. Um, yeah. So, to get the backstory on actually how close to the, all together the game was getting canceled and then for them to pull out... Like, pull back from, like, the brink of cancellation to release what they did, that's why mm-hmm. it's my game of the year. It's like... They were because the game was originally more like a Call of Duty style, like cover based shooter. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, this now game would have been it so turned into bad. what it is, and it's it's mostly because it's just one of those things where they pulled together the perfect cast of people to work work on the team to make it what it is, and I think that's what makes it my game of the year. Is like you can tell yeah. that they were just everyone was like dialed to a ten when they were working on it, like. Yeah, and ha- and had no apologies about what they were doing in that game. I think I think to be consistent with the game, everyone was dialed to eleven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way that you could be consistent. Um, I mean, the one the, I mean, the biggest downside of this game to me was just the uh, the multiplayer, which I, Alex and Cody. I don't know how much either of you played, dabbled in it. I played a fair bit of it. Yeah, I f- I, f- I feel like I hopped in for like a couple matches and I was like god this just sucks if I want a good multiplayer I'd go back and you know play more Titanfall or like any like yeah. any of these you know, other games in the list that have multiplayer like we'll talk about like very very good multiplayer shooter right. uh, here right. uh, in a minute but like um yeah, and then uh, the what well, do they mean, call the what they, what they call the other thing the level editor thing snap um, maps snap maps or whatever yeah, yeah. um that 
I, I tried playing a handful of people's different levels and they were, I was just like, these are bad. Like, these are bad because yeah. the people that made these are not the people that are made game designers. Game. They're not, like, these are just bad maps yeah. that aren't good. I think part of the problem with the multiplayer is that mm. it was initially done by a different developer. Oh, um, yeah. And then it was brought to house. It was, it was true. No. It was, <laughs> <laughs> no, but when it's someone else and it kind of sucks, it's almost always them. So I just yeah. assumed. Like, who, who did, who did the, the boss design in, uh, in Deus Ex? Oh, it was just, it was just someone Probably else. Treyarch. Yeah, Probably also Treyarch. Treyarch, weirdly. Yeah. It's a single guy. That's his name. Trey, two, Trey two words. Treyarch. His name's Trey. <laughs> uh, God damn it, Trey. Um, like, like me saying that something was designed by Francis. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Kind of yeah, I, I I agree with you completely, Alex. Like the reason why this is my my number one game is because it was a game that very much embraced kind of the the uh, the original Doom stuff, um, and that it is it, yeah, it is purely a game about running around and killing shit. Well, it sounds it's in the most pretty, violent way possible. Pretty unapologetic. <laughs> no, what? no, we don't give we don't give a shit what you think. This is a game that we made, and that's the end of it. Yeah, yep. yeah. Either, and then uh, either cool. you're on board or you're not, and that's just pretty much it. That's yeah. cool. Well, I yeah. think like the multiplayer, like I mean, it it sounds like it, and with with multiplayer, my experience in general, multiplayer doesn't necessarily benefit from less mechanics in the way that single player does. Right. Like you finally hone the mechanics and the thing that it does in single player because the computer is always going to do basically the same thing mm -hmm. with, and the story's going to the same place that's doing this. So you can you can hone the experience to be very good for the game that it is. Whereas in multiplayer, especially deathmatch and versus other human beings, like having a shitload of like new and unique things and a bunch of whole bunch of weird mechanics all over the place like it it works out better because people are going to use all those in ways you never would have predicted and you couldn't have programmed the game to yeah so maybe like titanfall with 10 different titans and a whole bunch of movement mechanics and crazy shit all over the place like that works really well on multiplayer and you know like doom is amazing single player and is very focused mm -hmm. and it does the one thing it does very well but that just doesn't translate over to s multiplayer anymore yeah uh, I just want to, uh, before we keep talking about this, point out that that is the segue of a goddamn century to the next game. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk about multiplayer games with an insane Let's amount of mechanics that just turn out to be fucking amazing when they are all combined. Let's mm -hmm. talk about game number three. Tom Meadows. Overwatch. Yep. So, it's really intriguing that I'm the one, of all people, talking about this being my game of the year. Believe me, if we uh, wanted to just, like, Chris talk about it, we could. Like, the grin <laughs> over on Chris's it, face. It was, it, I was going to say, I mean, I, I, I specifically put you on here uh, to, break, to break the tie of both you and Chris saying it was your number one for a couple yeah. reasons. <laughs> one, Chris has already talked about multiple things. I sure have. Just but the, the main reason being how much shit you, you yourself talked about this oh, game yeah. and not wanting yeah. to play it. Um, which makes you putting it as your number one extra good. Yes. <laughs> so, Tom, well, I mean, tell me a tale like, of woe. Yeah, and like, if, if you look back through it, um, like, I, I, I believe that I said that I would love to be wrong about what I was saying. Good news. Like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because what I was always saying was, like, if, if I wanted to play Team Fortress, I would just play friggin' Team Fortress. Speaking of that, can we get together and some that was really what it yeah. felt like. It felt like a what should have been a free-to-play Team Fortress clone. But the more I played it, the more I, th I kind of realized that Blizzard was doing what Blizzard does, which is taking a game and a genre and really just fine-tuning and polishing and making it as m just mechanically perfect as they possibly can. Because that's what 
What are you doing, Chris? I was, I was miming compressing, them, and compressing and it into a nugget of perfect goodness and then presenting it to you. <clears throat> but yeah, so like that's, that's, what that's essentially do. what uh, like what they did was like they took all of the mechanics and all of the classes that are in Team Fortress essentially and or in that style of a game and they were and they put all of them and they fine-tuned them so so well. The, there were a couple things that really finally kind of pushed me over the edge to go ahead and get it, and that was the polish that goes into every single one of those characters. The mechanics for each one of them are balanced so, so well that it, it astonished me. And then there's also McCree. But then, really, <laughs> the game is... Wait, are you for or against McCree? Just so against. Oh, okay. And what, why? What's, what, what, what you got with Jesse, huh? I think I think you got a problem with him. I think Ryan is a pro McCree. I mean, like it is literally the only character I play. <laughs> he, sure, he sure do love McCree. Like I mean, like through, you can look at my statistics. I am I am ninety six percent McCree. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I feel yeah. like I, I feel like I can actually. And, and whereas like I'm like ninety six percent randoms and just like go in there with because I love chaos. Oh. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, f- I fully support that. I mean, I do have some characters that I kind of have a tendency to lean towards. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. me too. Reinhardt, but uh, the... the Mercy uh, and Junkrat. To, to, to comment on, on uh, your, 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 your uh, remarks about their development process, uh, I think they, they were very kind of open about their development of Overwatch, uh, and one of the things that always kind of stood out to me uh, as they were developing it, I can't remember who they were interviewing. It was somebody on, on the design team, um, and they said, like, uh, well, so like we knew we wanted to make a shooter and we knew that we wanted to like have a rocket guy and have a turret guy and have a like, like they knew that they wanted to do like a class based thing based around the weapons and then they just kind of let everything go from there. So like, yeah, it's super derivative, but like they, they did exactly what they wanted to play and it ended up being awesome. Um, and then on top of that, they stacked all of the Blizzard polish that they're famous for and did mm-hmm. things like, you know, created a really awesome, like, backstory for all the characters and, and a bunch of extended media and stuff like that to make it feel like a much more alive world than than you would typically get from a multiplayer-only game. <laughs> Absolutely. And, like, the thing that, that that's really, really struck me about this game in particular is it's a multiplayer shooter mostly because there's also the people that that utilize melee attacks there's all the people that that Mm -hmm. do that like specialize in close quarters things so you know you've got may who really functions best when she's up close and she can freeze you and then of course reinhardt is amazing uh with his giant hammer rocket hammer um but like like the fact that the, like within the context of a shooter, they were able to bring in the close quarters and also the length of the like of some people. So you've got Widowmaker who dominates when she's super far away, uh, and able to blend all of that in effectively is absolutely masterful. Yeah, the uh, I, I would say the the variety of the characters is is mm-hmm. phenomenal. It's really well done. I really don't think there's a lot of overlap from one character to another. Um, you know, even even the snipers, the two like primary sniper characters, Hanzo, the and sniper Maker, healer, are are well, really? and yeah, I guess Anna as well, <laughs> but like uh, Anna, the 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 characters all feel very very distinct from each other, mm-hmm. um, and because of that, there is there is a ton of replayability. Um, I've found playing it, and I don't know if any anybody else would agree, but like one of my favorite. Modes is uh, the in the in the now arcade mode that wasn't available at launch uh, is the mystery heroes mode mm-hmm. where every time I, you spawn that's almost you get all a, what I play yeah you get a random hero yep um, and and it's just like your play style changes so much from hero to hero because like as Reinhardt you can't hit anybody outside ten feet 
Like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen. So, like, you know, it, the... Not with that attitude. Well... Yeah. I was going to say, you got that well, little, the, uh, whatever do, little power do, throw you thing. Do, you do have this little fireball thing, which is just so nice to hit people with. Um, but and like, since this is radio, all of us were doing that little yeah, we're all, the motion we're all, there, of course. We're all, we're all throwing our fireballs, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I Blizzard has done a fantastic job with this game, and, uh, you know, the, the general gaming community has sort of recognized... Um, mm-hmm. That maybe maybe the uh, direct comparison to TF2 while apt is is doesn't quite do it justice. No, it doesn't hold up. Um, the other, about that mode you were talking about. Uh, the other thing that I love about that: not only do you play as a random character, but when you die, you go to some other random character. Yeah, mm, yep. yeah. And Every so, like, if someone's dropping their like ultimate on you, then you know that they've been playing as that character for a little while. Mm-hmm. And they've been managed to stay a while. So if you hear it's high noon, you just get anywhere from well, where and, you are. And that also in that in that mode in particular makes it way more satisfying when you get an ult because that oh, means absolutely. That you, you've yeah, been that absolutely. character long enough to, to, to deserve the payoff of being able to kill people really good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nick, what were you gonna say? Um well I was gonna say like the the thing that actually like kept me coming back to this game a little bit now i've kind of cooled on it a bit since um i picked it up but um i think the thing that kept me coming back to it was not not just the like like finely tuned approach that they have to the sort of core gameplay itself but the way that they approach player score um and tracking your progress as a player in the game is so radically different from any other competitive shooter that i am used to playing that it's it's why i would frequently bounce off of playing a bunch of tf2 or playing a call of duty multiplayer game or a battlefield multiplayer game is that the there isn't a score screen that just says like you died 20 times your kd ratio is really bad like um Um, And, you know, not only does it encourage you to play more interestingly and more to to focus more on the objectives your team is trying to complete and less on your personal achievement, um, but it also allows players that are maybe not as good to focus on like, oh, okay, well, we don't have a healer on the team. I'll just respond as Mercy and I'll just hang back and I'll just make sure that these other people stay healed and I can do Mm -hmm. that and then I'm helping. Like, I'm helping. Look at me. We're doing it. Um, You know, and it... um, You're doing it. You're doing it, Judy. Because it it, it gives people in those situations the ability to have that versatility of play, but it also means if you're yeah, like me and you're Hella like okay bad. you're oh, very bad at, oh. at, at lots of shooter <laughs> games you can be playing as one character and be like okay well i've been having a lot of fun playing as these like very frontline attack characters but i'm just tired of getting sniped all the time because i'm bad at overextending so i'm going to switch to a different type of character that can that can lay back and i can continue to play mm-hmm. um you know mm-hmm. and and i thought that their their approach to that and the whole mvp system and you know, tracking a bunch of stuff that other games don't track. Like, yeah, the, the the twenty seconds that happens after the match finishes is so radically different from every other yeah. game. Like, you 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 get medals for objective kills. You get medals for like it. It doesn't just like give you a amount of time on point. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So, um, and and it encourages it. It really does. It encourages that kind of play. Um, I I have also heard uh, to to comment on your other point. I've heard a lot of people who don't play a whole lot of shooters at all and or are not very mm-hmm. good at at any kind of twitchy action games be like oh yeah i can play mercy and like because mercy you hit the button and like your beam locks onto them like it's it's like they does they did design some of the characters to just be kind of easier to use in general yep. and then you can you know start getting into more complicated stuff like you know when to pull out her gun and shoot people yep. um or like lucio who's just healing people around him all the time 
Like, that's it. Healing but, him with his also, fat beats. Yeah, but also, like, he can wall run. And if you're really damn good with Lucio, you can do some pretty cool shit. Like, um, mm-hmm. it's it's just, it is it is kind of like this this masterpiece of, of balance and design. They put so much thought into it, and they, they, they really put all of it together in such a way that it is a very satisfying game to play. So. Agreed. Yeah. Accurate. All right. Uh, number two. Watch, watch. It's another watch. It's another watch. But not Underwatch. the watch on my wrist, which yeah. says it is 846. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, number two. <gasps> runner up. <gasps> Firewatch. Hooray. Yay. Yay. A first person exploration game, kind of. Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit? Wait, is it kind of Ryan or it's kind, kind of, of Ryan? It's kind of Ryan. Kind of Ryan, yeah. Kind it's of Ryan. Ryan. It's very Ryan. That's your new Disney Channel show, Kind of Ryan. <laughs> Um, that's, so, that's so Ryan. This was <laughs> this was on all of our lists, yep, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. everyone our, put Firewatch on there. Our top two, uh, every single person on this show voted for. Oh yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, good. well, good. I mean, like if we're looking to build consensus, I suppose that we did. That you're is in, how we did it. You're in good, good company. company. Hooray! Yeah, you're in good company. Um, Firewatch. So yeah, uh, I, I mean, I didn't really know like. The, I remember we all remember the lead up to the game and kind of the marketing stuff that was coming yeah. out before it. Like, and it looked like, oh my God, it's a mystery in the woods. And like, it's going to be like maybe something supernatural, maybe yeah, some sort of conspiracy so thing. And then all the way through kind of the entire game and the entirety, like the plot, it's all very like murder mystery and then yeah. espionage and then secret government weirdness and then like military testing facilities and then like the twist. And it's just like, Hmm. I just I I didn't really see it coming at all and <laughs> I like I like the game speaks to me f- as I previously spoke on the show about um as a person who is going through sort of like crappily similar to what Hank the main character there is going through mm-hmm. um yeah like it uh, it was a game that I thought about on a personal level a lot more I think than I thought about any other game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and like uh, just as a, like games as art if you know if if for me there ever was a an argument to be made in favor of that cause I think that games as art and a still a storytelling vehicle um for sure this is it because it is I mean it is a very open area where you're wandering around it's not it's a fairly non-linear experience where you can you know go look wander through the woods and kind of do all the stuff and it, it kind of it leads you by the hand but doesn't force you to go anywhere um, and it's like discovery after discovery and it's never it is never difficult to play mechanics wise mm-hmm. um, but it is a very thoughtful game and it it kind of has it has a lot of what seemed to be different like tropes that it's mm-hmm. leading you toward and then at the very end it just ends up being the the biggest trope of all which is like human frailty and the shortcomings of like what it means to be a person mm-hmm. both from the story that you end up discovering and the story that your character is coming from mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. your companion the only other person in the entire game that you have anything in like if there's anything going on with you never meet or see right <laughs> like the only other character is a voice at the end of a radio um and so like it's a game without any other characters and it's a game without any other real interaction and it all takes place in sort of a small area um yeah. and then it just turns everything upside down and then you like the feels 
Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to say finishing Firewatch was kind of like finishing an extremely good book that you were invested right. in. Yeah. Um, because because the journey feels, you know, um, feels long and, and it feels like it gives you a lot of time to really like sink into it a whole lot. Um, and the but but the thing is, is that it does things that like you know no other media can do this is i agree like one of the strongest cases for games as a form of art because it 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 pulls you in and it immerses you in this world and it tells i would say probably one of the best stories i've ever played in a game like it is it is phenomenally good and it's not and it doesn't rely on like oh you're going into space to save yeah. earth from blah blah like it doesn't rely on anything that so many games yeah. do these days and it and it and it does it with so much grace like you get to the end of the game and it's it, i don't know it was it was an experience yeah it, um, it was one of the few games that i can remember playing where uh, i got to a certain part of it uh when you get into the cave later Mm-hmm. And you see the yep. thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I visibly said, like ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, yep. like you. As yep. soon as mm-hmm. like it doesn't immediately <laughs> do. Yeah, it do, exactly. It doesn't tell you what's going on there, but as soon as you see that, and then like one more step, you realize what's going on, and it's just yeah. like, oh no. You just feel so yep. like emotionally oh, yeah, just, like, just like deflated. Oh no. Yep. Oh no. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. this this ga- this game is definitely <clears throat> on. It, you know, the very very short list of games where it's like, I finished this, and I was like. I'm gonna go for a walk. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I need to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, I was like, it's just gonna like I don't I don't want to go switch and like binge through some TV show. I don't yeah. want to go read a book. I don't want to dick around on the internet. I just need to go like walk around in the woods by my house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I just think need about to like life. think about think about like process. You know, yeah. um, I went and like gave my kid a big hug. Yep, gonna go pet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gonna go pet. Yeah, go pet my dog <laughs> and like just just go stand the fuck outside for a minute. Yeah. Well, well it, it wasn't quite as much like like to the moon but it was kind of like that kind of feel yeah. where like yeah. when it was done i was just like i need to just let this exist for a little while and yeah like i need to just yeah. let it be and calm it down yeah yeah i feel like the two main strengths in this game were um specifically specifically because the two main characters that are interacting the most often just had like some of the best voice acting I've ever heard. Oh god! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Just the the and it wasn't what they said. Sometimes it was it would only be a few words, but it was how they said it. I was like, this is like the most real human interaction I've ever heard in a game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. I was but, convinced like, that had happened. Yes. Yeah. Like like it was so convincing. <laughs> like yeah. they they like, seemed like they had a, like a legitimate like they were actually living the lives of the characters they were embodying. Yeah. Um, but I think the other part as well was that, uh, and this kind of goes back to what Ryan was mentioning with the tropes, is that the game did such a good job at almost pretty much putting you in the same shoes as Henry of saying, like, ah, oh, there's this conspiracy going off and blah, 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 and da, da, da. Like, you start to think it's all these different wild things because it's a game. And then in the end game, it actually grounds you so hard back in reality. The reality yeah, of just, yeah. like, real life is not that interesting. Like, real life is you're distracting yourself from the reality of your your life and the people around you. And like that to me was just kind of a reflective moment of saying all those things that you think are happening, those conspiracies you're making up, mm-hmm. you're just doing that to distract you mm-hmm. from like what is actually going on in your life and you need to get back to your life. Like you need mm-hmm. to stop you need to start making up the things that are happening around you 
And I think that, to Nick's point, that's where you're just like, the end of this game, you're not like, oh, that was a really good game. You're like, man, I am trying to distract myself from the things. <laughs> and like, yeah. and it's, there's no other games out there that really make you walk away like that because you're like, oh, I am Henry. Like, I, yeah. I understand what this means. And that's yeah, just yeah. a very yeah. strange feeling. Yeah, that was like that was the trick with the game. It's like, you know, like exactly what you said, where you like Henry is discovering like all these things, and it's not like you're a passive observer to him doing that. You're, I mean, he could might he might as well be my internal monologue while I'm playing the game. What he's saying, because yep. mm-hmm. it's like I'm discovering this thing, and like you know, if he didn't say it out loud, it was what I would have been thinking when I'm discovering these clues and following this stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like yeah, like it was. It, I mean, you were right there. You were the character. And, That's what yeah, was I so just, phenomenal yeah. about the writing is I was like, how do they know what I would think and feel yeah. before <laughs> I even played this game? That's fucking yep. weird yeah. and amazing. Well, like the like the dialogue choices and the trees and stuff that they had where you could say a couple mm-hmm. different things. I was like, the like this is a difficult choice, not because not because I there's like I have a couple favorite ones, but because I would say any one of these three things, that, like I, I absolutely <laughs> could say any of these. I absolutely could do any of this, and I don't know. I don't know why I would make the choice that I just did. Yeah, but I, I would. I, I have to say uh, that uh, I, I had an aha moment in the game, um, and I was having that exact same problem. It was kind of towards the beginning of the game. You wake up and and you're you're having a conversation kind of in the middle of the night. And um, mm. what's what's the what's the girl's name? Delilah. Delilah. That's yeah. right. Um, she she says something, and I was kind of like reviewing the responses and kind of feeling like feeling okay, like I, I really would kind of say any of these. And the, the thing that was the aha moment for me was that I didn't say anything. And then and she it had continued. a response for that. Yeah. And it had a yeah. response. for that. <laughs> Everything that that game did was so believable and organic. Um, and, and it starts you off in a way that is, that is so gripping that like, like that opening sequence where, where you're answering questions about your life and stuff like mm-hmm. that. like, I, I, I mean, I had kind of those like, oh, yeah. fuck moments, like just just in the first like five yeah. minutes of the game. Yep. And I was yeah. like, OK, this is already something like that's going to be kind of a big deal. Um, and it doesn't let up like the entirety of the game in that in that it is it is so real. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Fire and those Watch choices are just like white text on a black background. Yeah. And you're already like, oh, man. Yeah. Where am I going to go with this? <laughs> um, I'm only five minutes into this what's, game. Uh, what's, I mean, I know there's a million games that do it, but like so, where there's a timer that counts down, you have to answer something. Otherwise, it goes bad. Telltale. Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Like any of the Telltale games. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Tom. Yeah. Your, t- um, your, your questions have an expiration. Yeah. On you're quite, but it's like like that is, oh, my God, I like I have to make a decision. Otherwise, I'm going to get the bad thing or they're going to like, you know, it's like Clementine mm-hmm. will remember that. It's like, well, fuck. Um, <laughs> but like if you just don't if you don't say anything in Firewatch, like it isn't because there's a timer. You don't like it's not like, well, time ran out. And that's why they're saying this and thing. You got it's the like bad choice. Yeah. You got yeah, the bad yeah. choice. But even then, like it's. T- that is how a person would respond if I had yep. waited that long to answer that question. Yep, yep, it's yep, not yep. because a timer ran out. It's because that's how humans work. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. God, I need to go um, play Firewatch. I know, right? So, <laughs> just thinking so, <laughs> Yeah, I know. So, so something that I would encourage everybody to do. Um, play Firewatch. Uh, yeah. Buy it, buy it on PS4 that. to get that sweet-ass dynamic theme. Hell oh, my God. Is. It has one? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna okay. I guess I'm going to replay oh, Firewatch. I'm going to buy it as soon as I get home. On the PS4. Um... Which uh, another cool thing that they did, uh, uh, the the, the camera? publisher of the game, oh, yeah. Panic. Um, this is their first published game. I think this is Camposanto's first game too, right? It yes. is. Um, is they also so part of the game is also like you you have this camera, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that you can rock around and like, oh, take yeah. pictures of stuff. You can find a disposable camera. You can't yeah. find a disposable camera. I don't right. know if you have to. Yeah, I don't think you have to. Because uh, yeah, oh, you have it's to get the back. Yeah, you get the yeah. Um, yeah. rock climbing stuff. Yeah. Um, and what you can do is, I think it, it's not available until after you finish the game, but you're actually able to order prints yep. of the mm-hmm. pictures that you took in the game, and they come in like a classic like Photo paper fo- like like yep. you went to like a one hour developer and got yeah. it it's from a place it's a fictional place called like photodome or something like that if i remember yep. correctly yeah um, um which, the, art, the art style in the game is yeah. amazing too so those like those pictures when they print out like if you want to do they'd be pretty nice fucking pictures yeah, yeah. God, and yeah. just that it has the like the i think it might be the only time that you see Henry's face in the whole game because the first is when is when <laughs> you're review, is when you're reviewing the prints at the end of the game because it shows you all the photos that you took. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and so it's just like his face because he like accidentally hits the disposable camera and it <laughs> when flashes in it, his yeah. own face. So like that's the only time you see the character's yep. face. Just this like Meh, like. You Except know. you get if you get into that debug menu. <laughs> oh yeah, well, oh, well, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is good because like you like you are allowed to make all the realizations and have all the experiences as like sort of nameless and like be able to project yourself on the character. And then you have already done the heavy lifting by the time it sort of like gives you the face, but they, but they don't, they don't do that and make you a silent protagonist too, which is, is worth so much respect because like, Mm -hmm. you know, that is, that is the default way to go when they want to make you feel like you're playing the game. Like you're the person in the game is silent protagonist. Cause then you get to be the hero. Yeah. But like Mm -hmm. they just happen to make a very human and very relatable (laughs) character so much so that we all related to him on such a, such a deep level that that worked the exact same way. Um, um, I would encourage uh, all of you and anybody listening to, if you enjoyed uh, Firewatch uh, at all, go and play Oxenfree. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're playing that right now, right? It is not a, yeah, I am. It's not, it's not first person. It's like a, uh, it's a point and click Basically, type of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as like, like character development and dialogue choices and story and things like that. Um, it, uh, there's a lot of like the human element to it. It, it does delve into the supernatural side. Yep. Um, whereas Firewatch is, is a, a contained like human experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but Oxenfree is still uh, super good. A, va- a vastly closer touch point would be if you haven't played Gone Home from a couple years yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. From, Shit, from, gone Home too. Uh, Fulbright Company yeah. uh, here in Portland. Um, yep. Actually, it is yeah. it is very much in that same vein. Also, if you would uh, <sighs> more uh, closely <laughs> uh, associate with a female <laughs> uh, protagonist uh, being your player character in the game, yeah. uh, Gone Home was. Gone uh, home. Yeah. 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 Um, so that leaves us and then there was one. And then there was one. And then there was one or four. Uh, <laughs> our number one game. Dun, 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 dun. Our game of the year. By vote. For, by consensus. By, 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 well, by vote at least. Uh, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp F. No, I'm kidding. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Hatsune Miku. Uh, Diva X Diva Project. Project DX. Project. I, uh, I don't even know the fucking name of the game and it's on my list. <laughs> Uh, no, our number one game of the year was Uncharted 4, A Thief's yeah. Hell yes. Um, so uh, I think uh, a few of us have finished mm-hmm. it fairly recently. I have not finished it. You have not finished I it. I haven't finished, finished it. it. 
I finished it. I, play, I played a couple hours of it in the last and, and uh, what I have played are definitely worth it. That's fine. You go ahead and you, okay. we, let's just talk about uh, it. I bought it the day it came out yeah. and then powered through it like the, over the next two or three days. I, 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 so this, uh, I think this was number two. I mean, I'm a sucker for that Indian three, yeah. Um It wasn't anyone's number one. Right. Um, this was the, which is <laughs> odd that it's at the, the top of the list. Um, I mean, it's, but it was on everyone's list. Yeah, and, like, and, yeah, and it, like it's high, high enough on everyone's list. Yeah, that it ranked high on, on most people's. Uh, uh, it is, the, I think, the second time I've ever purchased a console for a game. Uh, the first yeah, being the Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only other reason anybody ever bought a system for a game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I don't know. I bought a PS2 for Shadow of the Colossus. Does that count? You waited that long? Yeah, I did. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, man. Think, uh, think of like, all the PS2 games. I bought my PlayStation play. 3 for, like, FIFA 17. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Uncharted 4. Cody. Yeah. You're, you're, our, uh, you're our designated talker. I am our designated talker for it. Um, so, this kind of uh, wraps up. Uh, as if the, the title wasn't terribly evident. Um, a thief's end. <gasps> uh, it's about it, his butt, not it's about, <laughs> yeah, it's about Nathan Drake's butt. <laughs> um, no, it's it's kind of the 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 wrap up of of Nathan Drake's career. Um, I mean, it's a Naughty Dog game, so story's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, writing is very good. Writing is oh man, uh, so it has all the classic, you know, uh, Naughty Dog players. I'm just going to call them the Naughty Dog players. Um, <laughs> Nolan North, magical Troy troop, Baker. Um, fuck, who plays uh, Ellen? Uh, Drake's uh, wife. Her. Um, <laughs> her. That one. Yep. Lady uh, Macbeth. Also, a, a, yeah, also yeah, a slightly Lady less Macbeth. famous uh, uh, voice, voice actress yeah. is in there. Um, uh, uh, yeah, it's like really great story beats, really great. I, fantastic environments. It's a very well told out, uh, very well told story. Uh, uh, it's it's probably one of my favorite Indiana Jones experiences. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's at least a long time. more a better Indiana Jones experience than the last movie. It's true. Well, not, not well, a high bar. That's I think Firewatch was a better Indiana Jones experience. What are you talking about? <laughs> also, when Flappy had, Bird was a better no Indiana Jones experience. Than had Nolan and Troy worked together on a Naughty Dog joint before this? Yeah. Uh, they but were both in um, Last of Us. Because right. Nolan North oh, voiced that's right. uh, the dude in Winter. That, like, super that's creepy right. character. Okay. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. his name. That's right. All right. Yeah. Neat. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, so... Because they worked together before in other games, though. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. That was in, so, okay. They were both in um, Batman uh, Origins. Ah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's true. Batman versus Origins. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 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 yeah, I'm so after I, I'd watched some like, you know, early gameplay video of this from like reviewers and stuff like that um, that showed um, some of like the island sections and stuff like that. And just based on like those like five minutes of gameplay footage, I'm like, I can't not have this game. Right. Um, it is unbelievably gorgeous. Yeah. Um, uh, some of the set pieces that like just yeah. you around a corner and then it opens up and it's like, I mean, 
and not, and not really giant cool fucking castle peace yeah exactly yeah. giant cool castle like crazy ass pirate city like yep. what yeah. like huge scenic vistas yep. yeah like, huge I, tracts of land I, I gotta <laughs> i gotta say uh uh there are there are uh, not a whole lot of times especially on console when i am just like jaw dropped yeah when 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 i'm looking at you know the the fidelity of the game mm-hmm. itself mm-hmm. um and and just the way that they handled every tiny little detail in this game like the the water is always beautiful and yep. like there's the there's detail on on like walls and um i i i honestly don't know how far into the game this is but you know i get to, i I've, I've gotten to this part where uh you go up in a tower that's kind of overlooking a cliff it's pretty early on mm-hmm. um and you know like when you get inside the tower there's there's details on the wall and it's this ancient tower and somebody it feels like went into that physical space and scanned it because they paid so much fucking attention to yeah, it. Yeah. Like, ugh. Uh, yeah, it's like, this is obviously a real place because, like, you can't you can't make up something this... Yeah. I mean, this looks accurate to a real thing. Exactly. Like, this has to be a place that right. these people went. And that's the entirety of the game. Yeah. Like, that's everything in the game. Yeah. Um, the, the scuba diving sequence yeah. towards the beginning. Oh, yep. yeah. Um, that was super good. Like... Oh my god! Like I, like I was, I was stunned the entire time with how good it looked, and like also it was fun to play. Like I was like, oh shit, like, I, the complete package. That that was one of my like favorites. One of my favorite story elements in the game was like because it just it you when it when it first starts that scene, you are just Drake underwater scuba diving, fetching stuff basically, mm-hmm. and you're just, like, ah, there he is, up to his old tricks again. Yep. Uh, and Find then he pops treasure. up, and he's like, all right, coming up, and he pops up, and he's like in the middle of a river in a city. You're like, yep. oh, he's like. Got a fucking like day job. Underwater and, salvage. Yep. Derp, that derp, was derp. so fucking like, cool. Yeah. It was a great reveal. Yeah. Like, um, and it wasn't even like a reveal quotes, you know, yeah. like it was just, eh, by the way. It, it, it completely like did a 180 as far as your perception of, of yeah. who he was at that point. Yeah. Um, what else? I was going to say something else. Uh, uh, yeah. Was it going to be yeah. um, fuck exploding mummies? Because fuck exploding oh, mummies. Oh my god, the yeah. fucking exploding mummies. Yeah. <laughs> I managed to make it through that without too much trouble somehow. I mean, They're, I just, you know, was constantly in the like pulsing red they screen, and then I'd be like, all right, well, like, I'll just get to the next section and hopefully make it like hopefully the like pulsing red on my screen that tells me I'm about to die will go away by the time the next yeah. mummy explodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it, goddamn mummies always exploding. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. It, it it suffers from I think what all, most of the uncharted games, most of games of this ilk suffer from uh, which is the combat. Yeah. Uh, I mean particularly the you know just as you're going around and and how sharply it cuts between the like really cool like uh, platforming traversal puzzles and mm-hmm. like the dialogue that's happening between the characters during that time and then it just it happens so many times so you waves, walk into a thing yeah. and you're like ah waist high cover huh great waves of nameless well, commando or waves of nameless commandos and trucks huh yeah great. Well, well it's just like before you even see the guys you just walk into an area and you're like cool a bunch of rocks that are just big enough for my guy to crouch behind <laughs> and shoot a gun over the top of I know what the next 20 minutes of my yeah, life is yeah. going to be and it's going to be sitting here pumping rounds into motherfuckers like <laughs> there's a waist high destroyed wall yep. Yep. Hmm. we got it craziest um, thing I, mean, I think and, that's mainly why it wasn't higher up in my list and it's mm-hmm. it's not the first Uncharted where that's the problem but 
Um, it, it is I actually, as a matter of fact, the, it's the fourth or possibly yeah. the fifth. If you consider. It, is, it, is, it is the fifth because I count the Vita game that I also played because all of oh, them are yeah. exactly this bad in this exact way. No, uh, yeah. the first two are bad in different ways. Oh, the, first, well, <laughs> the first one is or very additional bad. Ways. First, the first one is very so, bad. No, actually, sorry. The first, the third one is very bad. The first, yeah, the, the second one. one was amazing. The first one oh, the is, one is the bad controls. The second one, where it's like they got the gunplay down and the controls are very tight and very good. And then back in three, they're like, "We did the same thing we did in two. And they're like, "No, you didn't. It's bad." And then three patches later, they're like, "Fuck it. This is as close as you're going to get." So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's it's too bad that the combat does drag down the experience because the the traversal portion and the I mean the looks are great. The traversal portion is really good. <clears throat> And the puzzles are great. And if it was just more emphasis put on those, yeah. I think it would have been higher up on my list because yeah. I think for me it was like number four. Um, and that's not to say that it was like... It's just there was a lot of other strong contenders I liked more, but um, because there was so much emphasis put on the combat, and not only that, but it's like, well, then you got your shield guys. And it's just it was just more frustrating than anything else. Like, I was replaying parts just because I was dying because I just didn't have yep. enough bullets. And I was yeah, just like, ah, I just want to get to the next part because it looks really good or because the traversal is fun or because there might be another puzzle that's going to be interesting. But instead, mm -hmm, it's just mm -hmm. this is me hitting a, a barrier that is the combat that I just want to be over. I yep. mean, but to its credit, I mean, I think that on the fly, you can also change the game's difficulty. And I yep. think the easiest difficulty, you could probably just pretty much breeze through the combat sections if you really yeah. wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I, I know for, for me, like, every time that I put this game down to then come back to it at a later time, because I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of done playing for now. Every single time. It was because of the was, fighting. Was every, because every time I loaded this game back up, I was like, oh, a firefight. That's that's why yeah. I that's why I put yeah. this down. This last is the time fight that made me not want is to do this. because I probably did this fight three times and I was like, "Fuck, this sucks." This like yeah. this just sucks. <laughs> like, and it's and it's funny because it seems like it's the only, it seems like it's one of the only parts of the games of the game where they aren't like self referential about it. Um, like, there's a, there's a there's a point in the game, and if you've played any Uncharted game, this happens all the time, where uh, you're you know you're with Sam and you're climbing up this thing. And like, you know, like happens thousands of times in the game, you go to grab a rock and it, that rock crumbles right. and you go, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and after that happens, Sam says like, man, things really seem to crumble a lot when you climb on them. And like, like just makes this jab of like, oh yeah, we decided to try to randomize this, of this climbing that you have to do all the goddamn time by having right. shit just fall sometimes. Um, and then, you know, and. Yeah, and then uh, I forget what it is. Drake says something to the effect of like, "Yeah, I feel like it's been happening for like, you know, I don't know, the last like three or four adventures that I've been on." Um, which, which is like their little like tongue in cheek, like, "Yeah, we get it. It's a thing that yeah. we do all the time." Ha 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 ha. Um, and like, and they make those same jokes about different mechanical things that are repetitive in the game. That it's like they know like, yeah. they, like that are, it's kind of like a fourth we're wall wink this, but like, we definitely set we, an expectation that we're yeah. gonna stick to we know but like these games have to be yeah. this long so we have to pad them out with this like yeah. traversing around 18 different curved cliffs like um but like they never do that with the combat to say like we we know the combat is shitty right. and that like you couldn't actually pump a guy holding an uzi with 15 shots and have him just still get up and shoot you in the head with an uzi right like there, there's <laughs> it's like the one shitty part of the game that they don't refer to jokingly as they're like mer, right. mer, it's a game um so two parts of it 
that I've uh, just spring to mind immediately. Um, one is a reference back to the uh, uh, botched E3 demo. Yep. I oh, think. where it froze up? Yep. Yeah. No, where, where the controller, oh, the disconnected. controller disconnected. That's yeah, right. And he was just standing there uncomfortably <laughs> on stage for like four minutes while they were like, um, uh, hold the middle um, button down. Hold the middle gonna, button down. We're going to restart the demo. We're going <laughs> to. Um, so if you get to that part in the game and you just have Drake stand there for a little while, you get an achievement. Chivo. Yeah, uh, stage fright. Stage is fright is the name of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's good. like yeah, the big market in Morocco or wherever the hell you are. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and the other one is a return of an old friend, uh, a crossover from another franchise. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh god, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, Guybrush. Oh, that Threepoint. one too. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. Oh, Guybrush Three Point. You get to play Crash Bandicoot in this game, which is kind of which is dumb, and it's not a good game, and they're going to keep making them, and I'm mad. And it's getting remastered. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the one I was thinking of is Guybrush Three oh, yeah. Point from yep. from the old yep. Monkey Island series. Yeah, it's a, it, a amazing reference they make in the end, where you're going through a, you're going through these cave, and you have to do all these puzzles that have to do with these pirates and their sigils, and then it's like the first ones. It's like oh, they have their names above them, and they have a very prominent sigil thing, and like that we so I can just map those out to these sigils that I have. Um, and then you get into the second room and like there's like there was like a fire in the thing and mm-hmm. so the name is burned off of the one and he's like and it's this like very artistic representation of a guybrush three wood model and yeah. he's like one of these pirates is a little like gangly and he's clearly younger than the rest of the pirates like <laughs> yeah. like and it's you know they make some you know joke about it being guybrush and then his yeah. sigil is obviously a monkey yeah nice uh, yeah. and what was it there's like uh like there's another reference to it. It's like, like this is the second biggest caldera I've ever seen. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Well, because uh, this, because this, you know, I mean, all the Uncharted games have like the big mythical thing uh, that they that they are going for, whether it's Shangri La or anything, you know, right. like that. Yeah. So it's like this one is this this fabled pirate treasure, and so being pirate themed, to have them kind of like, yeah, exactly, yeah. So to have them, well, which uh, contains pirate treasure. Yeah. To have them, to have them, kind of make that uh, little reference to it was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I think when you get into kind of the the mansion, once you actually get to the city, yeah. and you get to the table, <gasps> if you remember what I'm talking about, yep. what yep. this got like, I spent so much time walking around. So did I. Oh, I know. That just looking at that, in that room, just looking at everything. And also that story beat right there. When that happens, I was like, yeah. whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. This is not where I thought this was going to go at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Super totally. Know what I that mean, is. that's that's the yeah. thing. Uh, I feel like when we talked about it on on the show earlier, when we were um, what I think <laughs> when one or two of you had been playing through it and convinced mm-hmm. me to order it while we were that on was, the show. Uh, yeah. I was I um, was talking about it because I had just gone through, like I had just beat it the night before, and, and then you were talking about I was good talking it was, about Cody was, was talking about it being yeah. good as he had started playing, and I was like Amazon.com <laughs> yeah, exactly. it was like, limited, limited edition. Yep, I remember that. Um, but, uh, but after that, I remember talking about how, like, that was the thing that, that astonished me is that, like, just like Chris was saying with the space where they go through and you're like, someone has looked at every single detail in this thing, but, uh, it's that level of detail in the areas that you just breeze through. Yeah. Like, you know, that it's like, you could just stop at any moment and where it would be really easy for them to be like, okay, well, they're just going to be flying through in the fucking truck at this point. Like, right. So like, there's no point in making sure that there is a person yeah. and a story of that person being in this thing with this mm-hmm. stuff at mm-hmm. that t- if they get out here. Yeah. But if you do get out and go look at that stuff, there's a bunch of stuff there. Yeah. It's like, and it's not just, 
a copy of like the tiled background uh, or something yeah. like that. It's all this like unique modified stuff, or at least they do a good job of covering up the replicas. It's mm -hmm. astonishing the amount of work that went into. The yeah, game. they're they're flying mm -hmm. they're flying through in a truck. But what if they stop? Like, all right, well, I guess we better <laughs> do it all real good then. Yeah. Steve, come here. We're make this a good game, wall. Ben. Yeah. God yeah. damn. Sorry, uh, artist guy. I need 15 more unique pots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to need more dirt. What do you mean more dirt? This dirt looks real similar to the other dirt. Dirt looks the same. Need more dirt. <laughs> yeah, Shut up fine. and give me dirt. Need more dirts. Uh, God, who's like, who's one of the, like the head creative guys over at Naughty Dog? Sam's escaping me. At the See moment. more dirt. That's why there's more dirt there. <laughs> <laughs> is he related to Joe Dirt? Right? Yeah, he is. It's Deer Tay. Um, Deer Tay. Deer Tay. Yeah, perfect. Um, uh, yeah. So for all those reasons, Uncharted, Uncharted 4. Four, A Thief's End. Yeah, is our game of the year. It's the new Thirty Lives Twenty Seventeen. No screaming required. Game of the year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like I I like this format much better. Um, so really quick, I want to go around and uh, we all did top ten lists. I want to get yep. I want to give everybody a chance to, to mention one game uh, that did not make uh, our 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 <sighs> communal top ten. Uh, just one, two. Can just I have, one. Can choose I have, one. Can I have two? Because only nope. four of my games made it into our top ten. Nope. Just one. <laughs> just one. Hard Damn. and fast rule. One. <laughs> Almost all of Cody's made it. That's true. That's true. Meadows. Tom, do you have uh, one you want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, so the the so I'm, I'm torn. Um, I'm oh. gonna go ahead and talk about oh. XCOM. Cause, I was gonna say. Oh, thank you, Tom. Uh, I, I was debating talking about that one too, Tom. So I was gonna say, please it. don't talk about your number nine. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That, was, that was the one that I was thinking about talking about. Oh, but uh, yeah, I just for, I can't. For the record, um, yeah, for that the dragon cancer. Yeah, that dragon cancer. Yeah, um, but yeah, so XCOM, XCOM 2, um, much to uh, Nick's chagrin, I am all about the tactical games, uh, and like it took every single thing that was amazing about the original XCOM, like, well, the, the remat, the redone XCOM a couple years ago, and um, it refined all of those things. It made pretty much everything that was fantastic about the other one just so much better, and <laughs> thanks, Nick. <laughs> um, and uh, just, just it was all the refinement and all the polish to make everything just better. That's nice. it. Nice, cool, cool. Alex Halfin. Uh, mine I want to mention is the game Thumper. Uh, it Dude, is. I don't have to mention. I thought it was T Humper this whole time. <laughs> it was Mr. T Humper. about Mr. Thomas Humper? Is it about uh, Bambi? Bambi's it's adorable like Mr. T body Humper just does not sound like a game that I want to play. <laughs> Mr. T, yeah. Uh, I don't know. What, I don't even want to Ooh, take that I back. That's just you. great, Mr. T Humper. Um, it's uh, it's marketed as a rhythm violence game. Take that for what it's worth. What? Yeah. Yeah, rhythm <laughs> violence. Um, but it's a wait, wait, it's, wait, wait, it's pretty wait. much a rhythm game that is. But you're a beetle. You're a, you're a, you're a space beetle. You're a chrome you space beetle. What? Uh, and you're fighting against it's like crank or crack is the is the main enemy and <laughs> like the drug um, you're fighting you're, against it's like you're going a million not a million it's a metaphor, so you're going 150 miles an hour on a track i'm so confused and you're just trying to survive to make it through from stage to stage uh the music is amazing the music is most of the game um because you are just kind of reacting uh with but button pushes or different sequences of buttons um with visual cues, but they're also in time with the music. 
the music's done by uh, I think it's it's uh, I can't remember his name right now. Brian something. He's the bassist from the band Lightning Bolt. If you've ever heard of them, um, he did a lot of the design of the game. Actually, uh, the they're based out of uh, Drool is the company. They're based out of Providence, Rhode Island, where I live right now. Me, um, which is pretty cool. Um, but that said, um, I tried it out at PAX. Uh, Nick Cunningham was there, and uh, true. I just I that was my PAX game right next to Run Gun Jump Gun. Uh-huh. Uh, Thumper was my game that I my favorite game I played at PAX hands down. It's just a really unique rhythm game experience. Um, it's available for PS4. It's available for PC as well. True. Yes. I believe. True. Uh, yeah. And it's also available for VR. So if you have uh, v, like a, if you have any kind of VR setup. Um, I've heard it's phenomenal. I hear that's the way uh, to play it. I will say, yeah. I was going to say, I will say this one thing about playing this game. Like, I can only do a single level of it at a time because it is so overwhelming um, playing it with, in VR. Um, it is the first time that my smartwatch has alerted me to my heart rate um, because, <laughs> because, because this shit. game is just dark and intense as fuck. And when you're wow. just like sitting there and it's just like, <laughs> like things are just like, flying <laughs> past you and you're just like, yeah, like, yeah, my, my, my wife came up because I was upstairs playing and it was like, you know, maybe 10 minutes after I was like, okay, I need to fucking chill and not play this game for a minute. Um, but she was like asking me if it was really warm in the room because there's just like visible sweat on my arms wow. because I'm playing this game and it's just, it is so fucking intense in VR. My, um, and it's, and my it's, hands will be sore when I'm playing it because I'm oh, absolutely. The just so crushing the controller. It's, wow. it's just, it's, it's a really unique experience. It's very intense. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, and it's and it's mm, it's extremely Chris is reaching for his phone. I'm buy thumper. He's okay. Like, oh, I got to buy that T I got to buy it's that in, T thumper. In, I was going to say it's in my it's in my library. We can well, set up what that, if I just buy it? That Steam share. Then the developers would appreciate it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, Ryan, Ryan Maker. Uh, I'm going to talk about um Shadow Tactics Blade of the Shogun actually. Um this is a game God, this that came game has out been of, on my wish list since you started uh, to, showed, it, showed it, it to me. There's a demo <laughs> if you want to play it. Uh, there is a demo on Steam. Um so if you have a computer that's capable of playing this game I highly recommend it. Um, did any of you guys play the old Commandos games for oh, the PCs? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, it's this game. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it is essentially Commandos style in ancient Japan, in the Japanese style. Um, <laughs> um, but it's like, it is an overhead, I want to say tactical, but not like turn-based tactics game. Um Yeah, like it's an overhead stealth game where you have missions to accomplish and you have five different characters and there's like, view cones for the characters um it, like i said it came out like two and a half weeks ago i was a big commandos fan um it has a cool mechanic where like you go into shadow mode so you hit shift and you have five different characters at uh, certain times that you can control usually three or four of them on the different levels but you can queue up actions for them to do at the same time because it all happens mm-hmm. in real time so it's like i need this guy to kill this guy with this thing and i need her to pull out jump out of a bush and grab the guy and pull him into the bush and i need this guy to set off a distraction over here or like this guy to throw a rock first and then these two guys to get killed to drag him into the bush and then you queue all that up with uh like an action per person with shift and then hit Enter, and all of your guys do all this stuff at the same time so you can coordinate these very complicated kind of extra maneuvers um, and yeah like and you can actually rotate the map which you couldn't do in the older styles of these games um, but yeah I, I think it's fantastic um, and I was blown away by how, how well it was done uh, it's a little like sort of cell shaded uh, three quarter overhead perspective um, I just 
I, I encourage you to try the demo. The demo is the first level of the game, uh, and I think it, it's a blast if you at all enjoy strategy Fuck. kind of things. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's super good. Shit. Um, I, I literally the, make me buy like, a bunch of shit. The only reason I think that I have not bought this game yet, after like <laughs> watching all these things, is that I've been like trying to finish a bunch of the rest of these right. games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Before before basically this episode. So now that I will feel unencumbered by. Uh, playing all the yeah, games like that all you, of you like, I will then instead focus on playing the games um, you if like. You can, if you can imagine the Tenchu games as three-quarter overhead strategy games where you control multiple characters at the same time, yeah. that is this game. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, Neato. Tenchu Stealth Assassins as an overhead strategy game, a la what? the old Commandos yeah. games from the PC. If, if Tenchu Stealth Assassin and Commandos fucked. Right, I mean, very, <laughs> yeah, almost <laughs> certainly. Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you would uh, get this game, yeah, which is yep. very good. Uh, Nick, I was gonna say uh, Alex just made my job so much easier by talking about Thumper because yeah. I don't have to decide uh, between <laughs> between that and any it's of the Sophie's other choice, really. host of games uh, uh, on my list that <laughs> we have not talked exactly. about. You have Sophie's the most choice. games on your list of any of us. Yeah, uh, I you, do. You filled out all of your honorable mention spots. Well, I mean, I trimmed the spreadsheet to fit the. To, 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 fit, yeah, to, to fit your list. Well, mine was the longest, so I had to. I mean, Precisely. it makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, um, but yeah. So I mean, I had I had a ton of games that um, I played this year that I thought were really exceptional. Um, it was a, a a really amazing game uh, year for games. Um, the year of our Lord. Game uh, my, my yeah, we can only hope that uh, twenty seventeen will give us some uh, continue the trend. Uh, but I'm gonna I guess uh, talk about Hyperlight Drifter, uh, which I kickstarted. Um, and absolutely loved. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, like the, the entire, uh, pretty much my entire top 10, like you're right that it's like, I had this overflow of like another 10 games at least, um, that I was just like, ah, ah, but like, but also these, um, yeah. so I was really conflicted. Uh, my, almost my entire top 10 with a handful of exceptions could easily be interchanged in the, the top five there, um. Uh, I could I could be just as easily convinced that Hyperlight Drifter was my game of the year, or that Firewatch was, or that Thumper <laughs> was, like, yeah. um, you know, or Stardew or Inside. Like, there were so many of these games that I thought were great, um, you know. But, but Hyperlight Drifter, I felt like was it was it was such an interesting, different take on the let's pull back, let's go back and pull this sort of nostalgic uh, style of game and try to you know make a you know Hotline Miami meets Link to the Past style. Uh, adventure game you know where it's like it's kind of it feels like an old game like that but it's super super fast um and depends on light like lightning reflexes to do all these dif different moves that you're doing um th there's no text in the game like the entire story is told through these sort of like pictographs that you go and you talk to people and they'll just have these sort of comic book style multi-panel um, think stories to tell you um, you enter a new area there'll be like you know some dying guy on the ground and you talk to him and he'll be like ah the boss of this area <laughs> um, and it's just you know a bit like picture of the boss and he shows that you know this guy going in and like you know killing all the people in the temple yeah. or something and then it marks the position where the boss is and you have to find your way through the puzzle to get there um, but I thought it was just such a refreshing way to see you know so many 
you know, unlike the worst case scenario, you have like DuckTales Remastered, which is just like, we took all the stuff that was like mm. super hard to pad the length of the game because we couldn't fit that much memory on the cartridge. Right. And all we did is just put a new layer of paint and it's the same like mechanically brutal thing yep. that is hard to enjoy because it doesn't hold up because we didn't make it better. And so you have the extreme on one end of that and you have fucking Shovel Knight on the other end of mm. like, we captured the essence of of the feeling of playing these old games yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I feel like Hyperlight Drifter is like almost up to, to Shovel Knight territory in my, in my book of the, just like, this just feels like I remember like being a little, mm. you know, 10 year old badass at a super Nintendo game. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, that's also, the best part also about. fucking disaster piece sound soundtrack. Yeah. God, oh, God damn it. Everything that, everything he releases is fucking gold. Um, the soundtrack is so good. Um, I think that's the best part about like Hyperlight Drifter and Shovel Knight is it's like they they are as good as you remember the old games being yeah. even though they weren't. They're yeah. the be- they're the best kind of remaster, but like in their cases, they're like re- a, a quote unquote remaster of a game that never existed. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, and it's just it's it's really great to see people doing those types of things when there's there's so many ways uh, that people capitalize on that nostalgia and make shit. Um. And so I I found it exceptional. Also, a Kickstarter game I backed actually ship yeah you did it <laughs> chris well uh i am pretty sure i want to talk about this game it's really near and dear to me it's a uh, hatsune miku project <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, uh that's no. it for 30 lives everybody yeah uh, <laughs> never coming back this is the end um no uh for for me uh 2016 did have a lot of fantastic releases but uh 2016 was also a a uh, uh, an excellent year for for VR gaming um, because we because got, it was a thing that came out. I mean, it's a definitely a thing that came out. We got <laughs> we got we got final release of the Oculus Rift. We got mm-hmm. the HTC Vive. We've got mm-hmm. uh, uh, PlayStation VR is out right, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got you know a number of other HMDs that, that exist along with the Oculus Move controllers. Um, Oculus yeah, controllers there's drives, there's, yep. there's plenty of really cool things to do in VR now, and and I think it is it is. Hopefully not a fad. Um, I, I I'm I'm hoping in three years time that we just have better VR games instead of no VR games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a pretty decent amount of time on what I would say is probably the um, well at least my favorite uh, 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 VR headset, which is the the HTC Vive, uh, over at front of the show Sketch's house. Um, and the game that I played the most was Space Pirate Trainer. Mm-hmm. And Space Pirate Trainer is very arcadey. Mm-hmm. Um, you use the Oculus controllers. They are guns, right? Oculus uh, controllers? Yeah. Or or sorry, controllers. the Vive controllers, my bad. Um, they're, they're, they are your guns, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it makes very good use of them. There's a dial on the back of the Vive controllers that's touch sensitive. You use that to select what type of guns your guns have, and they make this very satisfying like rotation as they switch modes. So you have like a shotgun mode, and you have a, a, a precision shooting mode. Um, and they updated Space Pirate Trainer. Uh, it has there's It started and it had a shield. You can reach under your back to pull out which is really, really cool. It feels cool to just reach over to your back and, and then all of a sudden your hand is holding a shield. Um, but they also added a... Um, I don't really know how to describe it. It's like a force whip, <laughs> almost, right? Um, in that you can kind of point at... A, so, so the entire premise of the game is your ship is behind you and you are being attacked by a bunch of drones. That's it, 
right? So it's very arcadey. Think like Space Invaders. Think like Galaga, except in VR in 3D, right? And also, um, your ship is just not equipped to attack things at all. It super duper is because there are power ups you can get in the game ah, that, that fire like seeker missiles out to all these drones. Um, so so you're standing on a platform above like this futuristic looking city. There's a really like bitchin' soundtrack, and a bunch of drones start flying at you, and you shoot them, and you dodge the lasers that they shoot at you, or you block them, or and it is it is. Uh, one of the few VR games where like I could sit there and play that game all afternoon um, until my body gave out like it because it is it is just you kind of get into the groove of things and um, and you eventually you know you start shooting for like high scores and stuff like that um, it, it I, I think I described it to you guys because I was having trouble like justifying why it's so high up on my list um, but uh, it, it has kind of that same sort of like phase into it as uh as like a game like geometry wars retro evolved mm-hmm. um in that you just kind of get into the groove of it and it just feels really good to just 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 do it right um so it is it is a phenomenal game it has online leaderboards uh that is uh, me and me and sketch have kind of always been shooting for like beating each other's high score um and I, I, I couldn't recommend it enough. If you have the ability to play it, um, that should be along with games like The Lab and, and Tilt Brush and you know Job Simulator, the obvious ones. That should be one of your must buys for VR. It's really good. Um, just so. the way you describe it just sounds like basic. Like it doesn't sound like, like much. No, I mean not like it, but like I mean you describe it as arcadey, and it really just sounds like an actual thing you would see at a physical arcade. Like yeah. just because I like oh, the totally. way you've talked about it in the past. It's like with this like you know like over there, and it's like multiple people are playing it, and it's like swapping out. Like it just feels like a. And then I was playing this game, and then it's like, and then I got a game over, and then somebody else pumped two quarters exactly. in to beat my high score, and they got into the thing, and then they started doing it. Like you could you could replace the start start game button with put a coin in yeah and like yes you could put this in an arcade and it would be wildly successful um it's very fun except for all that disease well on the yeah headset Oof, for, yeah which would not go great the fungus uh, <laughs> what kind of headset are you playing well, with that has fungus i just assume you know if you have a vr headset in an, in an arcade you're gonna get oh, some yeah, kind in of an fungus arcade, sure um Cody. yeah, yeah. What about uh, you? i, I kind of already talked about the one that i wanted to talk about but uh, oxen free yes um on top, like, so, it story-wise, it is uh, uh, a game that I haven't seen a lot of because it gives a lot of depth and a lot of, of character and stuff like that to, to most of the characters in it, at least as far as I've gotten with it. Like, within the first five minutes, you find out that uh, two of the main characters are uh, step-siblings. And the reason for that is that the uh, female protagonist, her parents divorced because her brother died and they couldn't handle the stress of being together. And so they divorced and then her dad ended up marrying his mom. Yep. And so there's any, and so, and there's a lot of tangled web and there's like, uh, there's a lot of that kind of stuff happening in it. Um, very well voice acted, very well uh, written. It's a lot of, and there's uh, similar to Firewatch, there's the like, um, if like you're given dialogue choices, and if you don't make a choice, then that could very well, very well be interpreted as just like that, not making a choice because is also a choice. Yep. And the characters respond to that uh, in various different ways depending on, you know, who that character is in the story. 
Uh, apparently, also I, good. apparently, I already bought it. Well, good. Well, there you go. Congratulations. Great, great news. Uh, I just got playing a very good soundtrack too. I think it's by a group called or a person, maybe group called uh, Scientific, yeah. but no vowels. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, yeah, I've seen the entire thing played all the way through because this, like Stardew Valley, yeah. um, my wife is obsessed with Stardew Valley now, mm. but she played through Oxenfree four times completely, yeah. back to back to back to back. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Not like in a single sitting, but like... When Marina plays her it game, was, she it plays was like fucking game. When she was home, she, I mean, seriously, like yeah. when she, she did this thing, she played all the way through in one sitting, started back up immediately, and then like she played like one and a quarter times through the first sitting. I mean, wow. it's not a super yeah. long game. It's yeah, it's uh, like four, four and a half, five hours. Yeah, it's like, like it's a built-in Unity, like definitely a like downloadable yeah. fifty dollars yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Cool, uh, but yeah, definitely pick that up on uh, sale for five bucks on Steam right now. Yeah. All right. <sighs> with that, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long one, but thank you, everybody, for sticking with us. Tom, Alex, thank you for, for staying up late. Out. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um, late over there in the future, isn't it? It's tomorrow already. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's much later for Alex than it is for me. Well, then, in that case, let's go ahead and wrap this up. We are As going to always, wrap it up. we'd like to thank Todd Tulsa's for opening disclaimer. Todd Tulsa's is really our game of the year 2016 <laughs> uh, because Todd Tulsa's is, is eternal. the game, the rapper. He's, he's he's playable. He is playable. Uh, it goes, he goes down, goes down smooth. <laughs> Amazing! He's got the best graphics, uh, and uh, his voice acting is really good. I guess. Todd Tulsa Simulator 2016. Yeah, Todd Tulsa is killing it. Um, you can find him at imagingvoice.com. Uh, Todd Tulsa is the voice of a generation. Go to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> Please go. <laughs> I kind of lost hold of that one. about this, Chris. I kind of lost hold of that one. Uh, our intro and outro song is The Geek Shall Inherit the Earth by I Fight Dragons off the album Kaboom. You did well. Kaboom. Especially since I haven't done that in a while. It's been a while, yeah. Um, you can also find us on uh, Twitch and Facebook and Twitchbook and Twitter and face Twitter. Twitch and face Twitch. No, oh, <laughs> face Twitch. Face Twitch. Um, face Twitch was what I do whenever Chris talks. Boy, you know what? You might cut out right there for a second. Sound like you said face tits, which I'm on board with that too. Yeah, you can, find, you can find me at face tits. That's for sure. Uh, it's a Thursday night. <laughs> it's just hover.com, face tits.com. Oh, just yet. Yeah, we'll go find ahead. out. Anyway, um, yeah, we're, you can find us either under 30 Lives or 30 Lives Podcasts at uh, um, any one of those. Wherever, wherever podcasts are sold. Wherever your friendly podcasts are sold. <laughs> Face tits. Oh, oh, my God. God. Oh. Facetits.com is $2,000 to buy. So we're not going <laughs> to, just as a heads up. I think um, we killed that. Oh, never mind. Facetits.net, though. I got that one. 13 bucks. I'm on. Very good. <laughs> you can also get Facetits.online for four, $5. Facetits.today. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, guys. Anyway, let's get away from us. Thank you. Thank everybody you for joining us. We will see you next year. <laughs> next year. My name's Cody Clements. I'm Tom Meadows. I'm Alex Helfen. I'm Ryan Baker. I'm Nick Cunningham. And I'm Chris Fromlet. And I'm Face Tits. That's our 30 lives. We'll see everybody next, next year. year. Ha ha!